That's mine! This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. We all remember the big moments in the movies we see. The big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, and the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Star Wars Episode 7, The Force Awakens. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest movie, Microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata, and I am your gracious host. Alongside me, the estimable Justin Waddell. Justin, how you doing? Good. Thank you for asking. It is a pleasure. So here we are. We've been talking about doing this one for quite a while. We'll be doing this one and The Last Jedi leading up to Episode 9? Yeah. The, the last, Rise of Skywalker. The last of the of the trilogy? <laughs> The last of the nine films? What do they call it, a nine? A nine-ilogy? Yeah. The last of the Skywalker saga. Nope. You don't think so? Doubt it. Think they'll make ten? No, they won't make ten, but I have a feeling I know how the last one's going to end, and there's going to be some fucking good old shit. Do you think that um, if that one's a hit, they'll consider a... No. No. You know it's a hit. It's already already a hit. I think if it makes... Do you think if it makes some money, they'll they'll reconsider? I think Star Wars is... Is going to be around. I'm not worried about it. But we're going to do The Force Awakens today, ladies and gentlemen. And when I say ladies and gentlemen, I mean it. We have some fantastic female listeners out there. It makes me happy. I didn't realize this show was such a chick magnet. Uh, I can name two. <laughs> Talk about people in general or two uh, females that listen to the show? I think I did in our females. top... Five most vocal and wonderful listeners. Mm-hmm. At least two of them are ladies. You said it weird. <laughs> Just wait till we get to the <laughs> island. Um, so, folks, it's the movie Microscope. Uh, I mean, we don't need to tell you. You guys know. I mean, the masses have spoken. But if you aren't aware with what the movie Microscope is, if you're coming on board for the first time, because of The Force Awakens, let me tell you a little bit about it. It's a show where we zoom in. We, we watch a film with a set of deconstructive eyes, and we, we sneer through everything, and we lick apart the remains, and whatever's left, the stuff that makes or breaks, is what we focus on. Not the big moments, but the little moments. So if we were talking about dangerous beauty, we wouldn't be talking about the scene where Mira Servino has her ass cheeks inverted. <laughs> We'd be talking about the little moments. Remember that movie? Gary Oldman? I think so. I love... Gary Oldman was considered... For the role of Uncar Plot. No. Oh. The, the character that Max Van 
Max von von Cito plays. Is it Cito or Cito? Cito. Max von Cito. Is it Maddow? By the way, one of the great voices and one of the great always olds. Old in The Exorcist. It, well, he wasn't. Well, they aged him. They aged him up. But he was still old. Little Dorrit, probably best known for that. They reversed Irishman him in The Exorcist. The Exorcist considered still one of the ba- the best like uh, makeup, like old age makeup Dick effects Smith. ever. Yeah, Dick Smith, man. And it and it was so good that people thought he was old as fuck, and he wasn't getting. But cast. he wasn't. He still wasn't young looking. You look at Max von Sydow out of his makeup, old as fuck. But he was like, wasn't he in like his forties or something crazy? By the way, Dick Smith mm-hmm. died like two years ago, three yes. years ago, several years ago. A legend. Legend. Yeah. Yeah. Like a blacksmith or? Yeah, he makes big dicks. Yeah. So The Force Awakens, uh, a film in which people don't have any opinions about. Did you realize that people have opinions about this one? Yeah, Star Wars is in a strange. It uh, is at least online. It's in a strange. Star Wars place. is the the ultimate example of we can't have nice things. Yeah, that's true. But you think about let's let's go back. Mm-hmm. They this isn't the first film in the series. I zoomed in. Bucho. <laughs> um. Back in the seventies, you see, George Lucas had a vision. He created this first film called the F- a new hope it was called a new was it called a new the hope foresight the foresight no pun intended of him to mm-hmm. call it episode 4 very strange very strange yeah cuz he thought it was going to be a failure and lo and behold did okay he said let's start in the middle yeah of the saga and then let's not continue it, and then let's continue it, but not, we'll go back in time. He, he's like, hey, I'm going to give myself an out just in case I want to take a blistering shit on an audience in 1999. Right. Worked yeah, out. Couldn't get the rights to Flash Gordon, right? So he created his own his own myth. Yeah. He got the rights to Keith Gordon. <laughs> not, as, uh, not as lucrative, as it turns out. So we've talked about this on other podcasts, but Star Wars films, there's nine of them. We love them. Well, there's more now. Yeah. We love them. The first three, pretty amazing. Pretty incredible, yeah. The next three, eh. The, the prequels. Kind of wet heat. And then now we're here at The Force Awakens. And, oh. and I, I think a lot of people know we like the movie, so we're not. there's not going to be some big reveal where we shred it. Yeah. No, we're here to talk. We're here to talk about it. Mm-hmm. We're here to but, zoom in. But, yeah, the preface must be that we are not haters of this film. Because we're going to devote the entire show to Maz, right? That's yeah. what the whole show is? Yeah. 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 And her her uh, satellite dish eyes. Yeah. Is that what... She takes off those glasses and it's... Or those goggles. I was hugely disappointed to see Lupita out of the makeup. <laughs> she's got those the tiny eyes. Yeah. And a big, like... She's got... A, I don't know how to put it, A big area around the eyes. Yeah. She has... Uh, She's got, got, got a hard look. Yeah. Maz is a cool character, though. I do like her. L- knows a lot about the Force. Not a, not a Jedi, but Force-sensitive, I'm guessing. Uh, she's kind of a, uh, seems like a, a little bit of a historian. 
she kind of knows her shit. She does. And then she in the in Last Jedi, she kind of cameos. She has like a like an, a funny action scene, like not really in the background, right? Sort of hologram. Yeah. Also, the bass player for Living Color. What? Moz Killings. Oh, there you go. Um, Do you know how to spell Moz? M A Z. Right. Yeah. Do you know what Morrissey's nickname is? What? Moz. Same spelling? Uh uh-uh. Okay. M O Z, I believe. Whew, that guy's great. Oh, he's just. What a big face. Big puffy face on that fellow. Um, he's turned weird, but. So The Force Awakens takes place after the events of Return of the Jedi, about right. 30 years. Well, here's a movie that no one ever thought was coming, right? So you, let's talk about that a little bit. When they announced this, were you thrilled? I certainly was. I wasn't. Why? Because the only frame of reference I had was the prequels leading into it. Right. I mean, I was excited. Any, I mean, I'm a sucker. Even, I mean, every prequel I was excited to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and anytime any sort of Star Wars Star Wars game came out or anything like that, I was excited. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the, the, it hadn't died completely inside. No, obviously. But, but this one had a lot of grains of salt because the X factor. Well, I mean, what Lucas stepped away or Lucas? Sold no, that wasn't the. That was the. That was the first sign of good things to right. come, and the inclusion of Lawrence Kasdan, who obviously was one of the writers on Empire, mm-hmm. and. But that each, was later. That was later. But each little, yeah, each little decision that they made seemed to lead towards uh, a happy place. But mm-hmm. once, it's it's one of those things. Like these films, the first time you see them, you're not watching them as much with your eyes as you are with your heart. You know, it's yeah. like so much weird and tangible. Although I was lucky to see this, I saw this twice before it was released. Not bragging. Did you? But we had a screening here, and then when I was with Phantom, we had a screening there. Did I see it with you? I early? think you saw the. F- you may have gone to the screening with me. I think I might have. Um, and then I saw it again in uh, Los, uh, San Francisco, and then to to be able to see it a couple of times before seeing it as a real moviegoer helped because all of the fears I had that maybe I was imagining how much I liked it, they never went away. Right, like like you did with. Maybe Phantom Menace yeah. or something. Phantom Menace you came off a high just having seen new Star Wars, and mm-hmm. then the reality was painful. Yeah, I mean, I, I always – it was funny because, you, know, you know, we were talking about this before, but we are like kind of the perfect age when Star Wars came out. We were – I think I was like five or six yeah, we or were, something. Yeah, we were young. 77, we were and, five. And, uh, uh, you know, I just – I loved it. I had the toy. You know, like I would just, just loved it. So I never understood once Jedi finished – I was I was I just never got why they didn't like Lucas didn't go back to it later you know with like an older Luke mm-hmm. and then it just kind of became one and when they Mark Hamill felt the same way <laughs> when they announced the prequels I of course I was excited but I like Luke like Luke's my favorite so I always wanted to see Luke back on the screen um, and in Force Awakens I got my wish <laughs> <laughs> lots of Luke the too much Luke the the, um, the special editions obviously were the first Harbinger that. The, the man that we know and love had faded a bit. And uh, the prequels, and there, you know, I was having a discussion recently with somebody about this. I I think a lot of it has to do with the age you are when you see these films. I can understand how somebody who is of the right age in 99 was moved by the of prequels. Course. Yeah, yeah, of course. And but, people do love those movies. But as you reach the age of reason, a lot of that stuff should go away. And I'm surprised that it doesn't because you look at, so many of the movies that we grew up on now, mm-hmm. not excluding Star Wars, just stuff like The Goonies or 
Monster Squad or whatever it may be, they you see the holes in it, and mm-hmm. the adult brain knows where the separation between the emotion and, and the logic is. And, and I, I still, it's Sometimes. still hard to have a, a logical conversation about those. I, I think you know they, you know they did a good job with. I guess that I never watched the Clone Wars, but the Clone Wars is, is a show that people really love. That maybe filled in some of the, you know, some of the. I don't know. At least, uh, you know smoothed over some of the tougher aspects of the prequels I guess I don't know people really like that show and what I've seen of it um, is fine isn't Anakin kind of like a, a hero on that show for a while yeah I just doesn't matter too much action I get tired of all the all the uh, Star Wars action the crazy action sequences that they have you want more in- intimate moments. I, yeah, well, character stuff. I mean, that's yeah, the, that's the best. When you have the ability, like animation, obviously you're dealing towards a younger audience, and the, I, well, in that format, in the, what a thirty minute format, you have to give a certain amount of bang for your buck. But I always found found that a lot of these shows that are genre shows lose their way when they spend too much time with that. Just like Buffy, my least favorite parts of Buffy were all the fight scenes, and it just, I don't think I think you need to trust that your audience is is invested to where you just focus on the things that further the, the the tapestry rather than well i mean if you you're talking about buffy pe- the, you're right i mean people love that show for the character stuff they that's what i mean i guess anything really i mean you know when you look at the, the mission impossible movies i mean obviously those those sequence the action scenes are so outstanding they stick out they're kind of the star of those to so get people in the door but that's not why those but, movies work no but that but you know f- for you know for buffy you're like you know i don't know why i'm talking about buffy but it you do the, the the best parts of that show are certainly the interactions between the characters. Same with this movie, right? I don't know. Absolutely. This like what? So what? Did Honestly, you, with this movie, it's little things. You know that you, you love. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the music. It's the design. Well, the music it's just is, being in that world. The sound of a Tie Fighter. There's just what so do many you think things. Does more? Do you think the music does the the heavy lifting here for like the nostalgia. I mean, the, the music is so perfect. Well, the music in this movie in particular, more so than the force awakens the music or in the last Jedi, I mean, no, no. In force awakens more than last Jedi. Yeah. The music to me draws upon all three films in the original trilogy and uses them really quickly. Little, little moments. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll recreate like the asteroid belt, thing from Empire Strikes Back in a little tiny scene right. with the Falcon. There's a lot of that. So yes, they're playing with your emotions, but they're playing with it in a way that's subcutaneous. Nobody's going to really notice that, oh my god, that's the theme from that scene or whatever it is. Whereas, like, now, by just, you know, people focus on the fact that there's a giant Death Star type thing, mm-hmm. or they focus on a trench battle, or they focus on uh, somebody being stranded on a desert planet, or, you know, or a droid, you know, and honestly, I do I do get tired of the MacGuffins, like this map that to Luke. Yeah, and... I mean, you know, this movie, we, there, I mean, so many people have talked about this, but like this movie is a course correction, right? This is a movie that designed to get Star Wars back on track, to get it back to what people loved about it bef- before the prequels, uh, I don't know, messed it up, right? So... Uh, you know, it's designed to look like those old movies, to sound like them, and you know, obviously brings back the characters that you love from those those original movies. So, um, but does that make it 
you know, some people think that it's like a carbon copy of, of a new hope and it's not worthwhile. I, I don't, I don't agree with that. No, not at all. And and the thing is too, if you think about the hero myths and all that, mm-hmm. they repeat themselves. And I, I mean, I love the fact that they're, I look- didn't mean to dig super deep. <laughs> I love the fact that like they start the movie off by saying Luke Skywalker's missing and everybody wants to find him. I mean, that's, that's pretty simple. Now in execution, it's a little weird, like that there's like this map that R2 is like uh, saving up and then they have to find a piece of it. Yeah, it's that's strange. But, you know, I like the idea. I'm so much happier that they chose to, to let these young actors right. be the guiding force of the movie rather than have them be sidelined by the old would, characters. Would I have liked to seen uh, Harrison Ford, you know, and, and, and Carrie Fisher and, and Mark Hamill together on screen as those characters again, of course I'd will, I would have liked that movie. But I also like the new characters a lot, and I think. Do I need to even be here if you want to ask and answer your own questions? <laughs> I don't. Wait, we have to like let's let's start trying to uh, zoom in on small stuff because we're just talking about my nostalgia. No, this no, th- that's the thing though. Where you're able to to have those things not uh, exist and still find joy in the film. What did you think of Chewie's hands? <laughs> Fucking weird. <laughs> I didn't realize how much I didn't want to know what those look like. <laughs> Does Chewie's hand... Because you brought it up, and I really didn't yeah. notice it. Chewbacca is a friend. Yeah, I know he's been a good friend of Hans. But Aiden's made a change, and it's messed up my mind. Yeah, I've seen Baca Fist, and now I want to go blind. And he's holding those damn grenades. bother you and in particular a scene when he is they have a close-up and he's uh pressing a detonator yeah that bothers you do we ever see Chewie's no. hands before no they always look like in the old movies i thought they always look like uh kind of uh huge paws with lots of fur i didn't know he had fingers i guess i don't either 
That's what's so strange. But then I'm like thinking, of course he has fingers because he's always shooting stuff. He's always shooting that bowcaster. Is that what you call it? Yeah, it Fuck is. Fuck, man. That's Podcast? not. It's not exactly a, a, a deep zoom. Bowcast. Every oh, come on now. What do you mean? What's not a deep zoom? Loop cast. Bow and Duke. <laughs> um, what are you talking about? What's not a deep zoom? How dare you? To call it a bowcat. Everybody knows what his weapons are. I don't really know. I never knew that. Th- I would always call it a crossbow. Did you not play the role-playing game? No. Star Wars? Huh. Oh, it was the best. It was the best. Better than D&D. The original one. I didn't. So did they? is that where bowcaster first came? No, because whenever people who collected the toys knew what it was called, too. It you was know always what? called that. So I had the action figures, obviously. I lost that bowcaster pretty quickly. But the thing is, that was a cool gun. Like that, that's a cool action figure gun. More, yeah. more so than some of the other kind of dinky guns that came with action okay. figures. Yeah, I mean it was fun to bite. Land- Lando's gun was dog shit. Did he have a bad gun? Yeah, a little tiny gun. It was- Solo. I like Han's gun. Or Han's gun. Yeah, it was, was a it, modified. Was it, was it Mauser? I remember there was a, there was yeah. an existing gun, German gun that they used as the inspiration for it. I think you're thinking of Mazer. Canada. Okay. Come on now. So the movie starts with that with that crawl that you talk about. And then of course Max von Sydow speaks to Poe Dameron and to the audience saying this is going to start to make things right. Mm-hmm. You know, the, oh, we're nice. about to set we're about to wipe Star Wars. Of course correct. Yeah, we're going to clean your clean your Star Wars for you. Um How does this, how do you feel about the beginning? First of all, the thing I love, one of the things, okay, Star obviously the opening crawl is necessary. Mm. But what trying to figure out which way they're going to pan. Yeah, from space, left, right, whatever. I love it. They yeah, did a great, great job. They do a great job in this and Last Jedi with that first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all the movies because they much. they get you in. They, they and and actually, Phantom Menace does a good job. But they get you in. Like it's amazing how mm-hmm. you your your real world dissolves away once that crawl, that music, and that wipe or that pan or that fucking. Dissolve. Well, they have a plan. It goes crawl, look at space, right? Crawl to. Empty space, which is like, you know, pinprick stars. Yeah. There's something in space. That's the three-part plan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there is a fourth part that is has been missing, which I, I guess doesn't really matter that much anymore. Hmm. The 20th Century Fox fanfare. Hmm. That was always kind of the, the thing. Right. And you remember... Star Wars was the first movie that had that secondary line, like, da 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 you know? Yeah, yeah. And then whenever I'd see another movie use that extra fanfare, I thought it was always a Star Wars movie. And you it, did. It made me sad. Because every once in a while, it's like a fucking Rex Harrison movie or something. But, okay, yeah, so you're right. Pinpricks, all that. You're, I nailed you're it. You're totally kidding. Yeah, yeah, I nailed totally. it. It's the three-part. But um, I think, and also, if we're bringing them up, Rogue One has an amazing opener. Looks looks real pretty. Rogue One is the prettiest. You think it's the prettiest? I think it's the prettiest Star Wars movie. Mm. Gareth Edwards, love him or hate him, that guy can fucking shoot film. Yeah. And get fired. He's good <laughs> at both of those things. Um, so well, it's apparently not too hard to get fired at old uh, at Disney true. Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. Josh Trank, the Lord Miller. Trank was in there? Josh Trank was the guy who was going to do the third one. Or he was going to do the Boba Fett movie. Yeah, yeah. No, you're thinking of Colin Trevorrow. Uh, he's another one. No, there's a. I ain't done. There's more. Mm-hmm. Who? Maz Kanata. <laughs> uh, they fired Snoke. <laughs> no, but, you know, uh, so Lord Miller got hated off they of did. Solo. Yeah. And Josh Trank got hated off the Bounty Hunter. Mm-hmm. And 
all of the uh, Star Wars, what do they call it? What was it? A Star Wars story? Those got hated off the planet. The Hughes brothers? What were they going to do? They got fired. Benioff? Oh, bye-bye. Well, he they fired themselves, I think. If you believe if you believe what they tell you. Um, um, I think the movie starts off a little... It takes a little bit of time to start feeling natural. It's good, but I think, it, the first know, scene isn't jaw-droppingly great. I think the, where it really starts uh, to get good is when uh, Kylo shows up, when Adam Driver shows up and start, and just basically underplays all his lines, which I think is great. The way he just kind of flatly says them, I think really works. And then, um, so that, that and then I think it's over, the, from his entrance on, I think it starts to really work. I think even a little bit before that, because oh what oh what it like what uh, when they're shooting at uh, Poe. Well, yeah, the scene where he, he's uh, he's sending BB-8 off to on his own, which mm-hmm. is very evocative. Obviously, if there's a, there's a whole all these movies, they are trying to ditch those droids left and right. Yeah, tell me about this. You think there's some droid abuse in this? Not enough. <laughs> Much more droid abuse in the prequels, if you think about it. But R- I mean, C-3PO slaps a, a dormant R2 in this. Yes. Oh no, wait, no, he slaps him after he wakes up. Yeah, he smacks him. Three PO's a douche in this. I don't but, like that they. I mean, three PO. I, I can give her. I could take her leave sometimes, but I, they make him out to be the butt of. By the way, rumor is he's got a lot of screen time in the new one. I know. I heard that too. Daniels, man, throwing his weight around. Think he's gonna step up? So they got that line that I don't like in in movies. We've got company. That's a bad line. They should retire that line. They do, but. What do they expect? They're attacking. They're attacking the base. So this happens way later when they're attacking Stark no, no, base. Uh, Poe Dameron says it at the very beginning too. Oh, they say it yep. later too. What does he expect? We got company, of course. Yep. Well, I, know, I guess at the beginning maybe they didn't expect it. Yeah. So no, I, show up. I like. I like. Uh, I mean, you you see the energy of Oscar Isaac early on, and that's where not the scene with with Max von Sydow as much as when he's alone with BB-8. That's kind of fun, and then of course, yeah, when Kylo gets there, it's, all bets are off. He's amazing. Star Wars actors have a they have a they have to act with with puppets a lot. They have to act with 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 yeah. fake robots. Yeah. So I guess BB-8 is kind of a he's rolling around. I guess they can they kind of made him like isn't he remote controlled a little well, bit? Well, there's a, there's one that's a practical. Yeah, there's one that's a remote, and there's mm-hmm. one that's. I guess it's got to be plenty. Of Do you digital. think anybody ever got fired, like you know Pete Jackson style, where they fired an actor into the movie a little bit because they couldn't, they weren't good with droids. <laughs> they weren't. They weren't. weren't. They weren't feeling those droid scenes. Yeah, everything else was great, but you know they couldn't keep a straight face when they were talking down to the, you know, cute little tiny. Yeah. If you can't act with puppets, you don't belong in Star Wars. Well, the best actor with puppets, uh, who is it? In these movies, Brahms. <laughs> oh, you gonna say Luke? Of course. Hamill is incredible with with uh, old old Yoder. You know, I think that I think that's a hotly contested title. Who do you think puppet good? actors? Who do you think's the best actor with puppets in these movies? I mean, I'm just gonna ask you. In all of them? Yes. I'll, I'll let you can. I can give you some time. Yeah. We should. Just, I'll, I'll give you ten minutes. We should just let it ru- the recording run. Let me think about puppets for a while. You get your notepad out. Hey guys, what does it sound like when a guy thinks about puppets? You're about to find out. No, you're right. I mean, he gets the most interaction with a goddamn puppet because that was it was 1980, mm-hmm. and Frank Oz was down there living his life. 
underneath the boards on Dagobah, and yeah, Mark did a great job. But how what much of that think? heavy lifting mean, is done by Mr. Oz? Do you think that when they were doing Empire and they brought out that puppet, do you think Mark was like, Mark Hamill was like, oh, it's going to be a tough, you know, it's going to be a strange, I'm, I'm supposed to be acting with this uh, this tiny green puppet? Those fears were dispelled quickly when he realized, I've had facial reconstructive surgery. Nobody else is hiring my ass. So what happened? He, he got Bring a motor- the puppet. Got a motorcycle accident? Car, I think car accident. Was it? Yeah. I think it was a motorcycle. I think it was a car. But he got hurted. And uh Yeah, he got real he got real hurt. Yeah. Like He looked weird in those two films subsequently. And the ones afterwards? After the yeah, after the ruination. But he also looked kind of weird in the first, but I, but you know what, I you love know, him so much. One of the things though, you gotta mm-hmm. give credit to his rehab people. Yeah. He did everything they asked of him. Uh, he they they had him do uh, all these mouth exercises. They had him work with puppets to practice. Paid off. The puppet rehab clinic, man. Let's give a shout out. I'm to just that. trying to think of the first time they brought out that Yoda puppet. Like, was that yeah. an awe? An awe? Like everybody's awestruck, or everybody's like, we're fucked. They brought out what they're putting puppets in this. I know this is a time when they they that wasn't taken out in post. It's not like they're. Don't worry, we're going to take it out. But, I mean, I know that the first one has plenty of weird, like, little, in the bar scene in particular, but, I mean, Yoda's a different sort. Yeah. But now and they're I, right, though. I look was at, look mystified at his legacy. to find out that Salacious Crumb was actually a guy in a suit. <laughs> look at his legacy. Yoda's legacy. Yaddle. Well, Yoda, CGI Yoda was Baby Yoda. Huh? The CD, CGI Yoda was awful. What, what do you think of people already getting Baby Yoda tattoos? That's happening. That's fine. You're good with it? Yeah. Max Cady did it. I mean... I mean, I... <laughs> did Max Cady have a baby Yoda You didn't see here? that in Cape Fear? Oh, that'd be awesome if, if Scorsese, like Lucas, tinkered with his, <laughs> his films. <laughs> and he, he goes, I gotta, I gotta go back into Cape Fear to do a little, uh, do a little a, something. He also have to have a fuck Marvel tattoo while he's at it. Speaking of Scorsese, The Irishman out today on Netflix. Yep. I started to watch it this morning. And? So good, yeah. So good. Hey we, guys, there's a great podcast. About we zoomed it. in already. Yeah, um, it's uh, it's been uh, thirty minutes and we have gotten almost into the first scene. Well, we have to we have to differentiate because I found myself sliding back into everything I've already said about this movie and that people have already said. Well, let okay. First of all, now I'm, so I'm going to try to be different. Let's assume that our audience is here for what we have to say. Let's assume our audience hasn't listened to every bit of minutia on this film. Oh, and from let's, our old and show? let's assume no, and all the chaff out there on the internet. We just watched the film. You're getting that movie microscope treatment now. Damn. As only we can do it. That's right. Lasers make people bleed in this. That was a new development in Star Wars. <sighs> There's some blood. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess there was some blood in, in the first one when that arm got lopped off. But lasers lasers yeah. make stormtroopers bleed. There was a lot of blood in this. Yeah. yeah. Good amount. Kylo has some blood on him at the end. Uh, You know what? It's funny. His name's Kylo Ren, and his ship is like Rodan the way it approaches. It's kind of cool. Yeah. His ship has his ship is amazing. I love his ship. I forgot what it's called. I I don't know either. It has a name. We should zoom in. I got my kid the toy. Um, I think it was called the the Bubba Gump or something. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm gonna look it up. You you keep talking. Okay. So the, the. J.J.'s contributions to Star Wars, there's a few things that he does in this movie, and he shot the living shit out of this film. It's a right. really 
really I was watching it this time in particular, just watching the camera movement and and the editing. And I love you know a lot of people mm-hmm. criticize his uh, those zooms, those zooms that kind of capture the action mm-hmm. that that's very popular in video games. I think it makes his film sing, especially stuff with the Falcon. The way that the the the, the use the way he runs that camera is just badass. He just kills it. What I do you think? I love the way they introduce the Falcon in this. Okay, you don't. You don't. I love it. I love the it. Falcon's my my favorite ship. I love it so much. Yeah. Um, but when that laser bolt freezes in midair, oh yeah, I'm jumping ahead. I'm sorry. I was already sold. I was absolutely on board once I saw that. So Poe fires a, a, a Kylo Ren kills Maxwell Cedow. I say it right. They never presume him dead. And then he might po, be fine. Poe says no, and he shoots at Kylo, but Kylo stops the laser, the blue laser, yeah. in midair. Yeah. And then the stormtroopers run over past the laser and they punch Poe. Yeah. <laughs> and guys, I'm going to give you guys a little visual. I got the name Justin of the ship. Justin is pinching and zooming right now. I got the name of the ship. What is it? Kylo Ren's shuttle. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We'll call it the Bubba Gump. Uh, <laughs> um, I was looking at the Lego set here. Sintoletti podcast stuff. And uh, that's what I, I got so far. Anyway. Um, it's it's winged, like you said, like Rodan. It's cool. It's like an Imperial shuttle a little bit. but Yeah, I mean, that's part of the fun of Star Wars is seeing the new ships they come up with, I think. Yeah, and that's one of the things the prequels still killed. Like the design you love work, the, yeah, you like, love the design. Like Douglas stuff. Chang, I think his name. Like, there's some beautiful design work in those films. Like, uh, do you, I always get? Do you always get the art books for these? I do. Yes, and actually, you got me the one for mm-hmm. Solo. Yeah, or the making of one of the two. Was it a Solo one I got? You? Yeah, yeah. Didn't help the film. Um, you probably got in the bargain bin. I'm guessing. <laughs> so, the scene between uh, Poe and Ren is quite good. Cute little moment. Yes. Who talks? I talk, you talk, we know. That, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. You get to see a little bit of that. You, know, you get to see a little Han Solo. Exactly, info, yeah. yeah. And he's carrying on like the Han Solo tradition before we get... Wearing a vest. Before we, Yeah, before we get Han Solo. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, and then, I, like I said, I think I think Driver's pretty great with his voice in that. Driver is the best thing in, in these films. And I think that's what I love about this, too. I think so many times when somebody pulls off a mask in movies... It's just always a disappointment. And this... Uh, Dick Tracy. And then, you know, you're always like, the mask looks so much better. You pull off the mask and the person looks... It's just always a disappointment. And this is not... I feel like the the, the main reason is is because he's always, he's he's almost not threatening in, in his scenes because he, it's like he's so tired, you know, like the, the way he vo- vocalizes. I, he's playing him as such a bratty... Yeah, I love it. Yeah. yeah. And and the voice, the, the effect on, on Kylo Ren is fantastic. Yeah, it's great, yeah. To not mimic Vader, to make it its own thing. Yeah. It's it's really good. And, and he he brings a weird humor to it that's really special. Yeah, and it, and, it, and it helps too that he's like a Vader. He's like a Vader fanboy. He's like a Vader wannabe. Yeah. You know, it's it, all that stuff goes into making him such an interesting character. I think. I would say th- then we get after this we get Ray. We do, but oh, you don't there's one thing that. that's that 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 doesn't jive when the stormtroopers blow Poe's X-wing. Yeah, they shoot at it. It's so stupid because they're looking for something, right? Mm-hmm. There's only one place he could have hidden it, and yet they blow up his ship instantly. Seems like. They're, they didn't think that through. I'm, they're mad at the ship. Oh, you're right. I'll zoom in. Solved it. 
<laughs> yeah, you're right. 14 minutes into this film. Then you hear the line? We see bread inflate. And then the, <laughs> in, the, in the deleted scenes? No. Kylo says, uh, shoot a ship apart until that thing falls out with the Luke data. <laughs> Looking for Luke data. Is it data or data? What would you say? I'd say, I guess I'd say data. I would say data. But I think you can say data. You can. Um, so you prefer data. Yes. Yeah. But you can say data. You can. Okay. You say data, I say... Yeah. No, well, just... they did say that. So shoot a ship apart until the data, data falls, falls out. And then Kyla says, or data. Yeah. And I hate the fact that they're looking for a map to a boy. <laughs> oh, man. Well. An older man. A map to Luke Skywalker. And I don't like the fact that everybody, when they hear his name, there's a hush breath. Well, Luke's going to go sulk in space. Like, he's going to go off to sulk in space. But there's a part of him that says, look, I don't want no part of this world anymore. It makes me sad. I hate the galaxy. But just in case, here's a here's a half map to me. Well, that's the thing, Piece though. Piece it together if you need to find me. Yeah, that's... N- I'm going to put the... No, here's the like a 90% map. In R, I shove it in R2, but I'm going to throw the, 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 the missing piece to someone else. Now, see, that, and it was a hotly contested item, right? It was a hotly sought after item. Yeah. And they don't tell you why, but it's come into Max Von. Uh, well, he Cito's. won the auction, that an eBay auction. And it's damned him. It's damned him to hell, Nick. You know? It's, yeah. it's, it's, I know he has to live it's with a cursed a, object. A weird interspecies little hovel in his little planet. It's got all sorts of weirds walking around. He got it. What happened afterwards? Yeah, he doesn't make it. Pay but you don't it. know how long he owned it. I don't very, I don't think it was very long. But the thing is, Luke's like, okay, I don't want you to ever find me, but in the case that you need to, here's a map to me. That's what I'm saying. Is like he's he, he knows that he doesn't want to be found. Here's something but just I don't in case, want. Yeah, he gives a he he puts a back door in. The same guy that built the Death Star built that. He's like, This is indestructible, but just in case you want to destruct it. Here you go. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, maybe he secretly does want to yeah, be the, found. Yeah, the, there are there's, there's a few leaps of logic in this film. Like the whole R two thing is frustrating because R two could have saved a lot of lives if he just woke up from his low battery mode earlier. Plus, they also like they keep Uncle Platt or Plett would still be alive if they R2. keep they keep Luke out of the movie, and you want to see him. I do at least. They keep R two under a blanket. And he's not even beeping and bopping. Yeah. And you want to hear that. Yeah. Uh, and without our two C-3PO's, like, annoying. Yeah. You, know, you need him. They need they need to be Abbott and Castelling around. They yeah. don't. And then our, C-3PO has an inexplicable red arm. No, that's expli- explained in, in in prequel. In, in, a, in comic a comic. Book. But, yeah. But they, you know, I think they should have kept that red arm. Don't you? Or just, like, did, like, a... A thing like uh, every movie, it changed color or something. Well, he had a silver leg at one point, if you remember that. In the old uh, movies? A silver lower leg in the yeah, in the original trilogy. Yeah. And his cock was like black for weeks. <laughs> Got a old red arm. <laughs> yeah, that inflatable bread, though. Maybe he dipped it in some of that laser blood. Yeah, that's why. Okay, so yeah, let's talk about this inflatable bread. It's one of the most memorable parts of this movie. Uh, yeah. I... Mean, I, I it, Cause, cause that's what, that's what a lot of people say with this. Like, which film are you talking about? Are you talking about the one where Luke dies or the inflatable bread one? <laughs> Is it the one where uh, Ray uh, stirs a, 
a solution with her with her with her index finger until it becomes inflatable bread. Yes, that's the one. They should at least do that in, in this one too. What if JJ? That's what he brings back from the first one. Yeah. What if, what if uh, Ryan bread. Johnson retconned the bread? He's like, nope, fuck Snoke, and fuck this, and fuck that inflatable bread. Well, what, if he had done that, if Ryan Johnson had retconned the bread, I I tell you, he'd be so mad about it. Who? <laughs> People on the internet. <laughs> I can't believe he did that. JJ wrote that bread a certain way, and ruined Johnson. You know. Up. The funny thing is, okay, so yeah, obviously Ray is a scavenger. She uh, mm-hmm. she she inhabits uh, she inhabits an old destroyed Adat, and she scavenges old star destroyers, and she mm-hmm. trades. She with, lives in an Adat. She trades with Uncle Plett, mm-hmm. uh, who's sort of a just a rough species. Yeah, he's a big guy. Yeah, and he's a he's a jerk. He's 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 not. He's a he's, he seems like a character out of a Mad Max film or something. Yeah, he's there. Um, he's um he's he's like a trader. He's like trading. Food for parts for portion. He gets portions. Yeah, he's given portion. How much does how much does he trade at first for her? All the stuff that she said it was like a quarter portion. Yeah, one quarter portion, and then later she trades some more stuff and she gets a half portion. Yeah. Um. How much? How many portions is BB eight worth though? Well, we watched the deleted scenes after we watched the movie, Mm -hmm. and I thought it was kind of a neat little wink that JJ did where he had portion. Del Rossi play that part. <laughs> Uncle Platt slides her out on the yeah. counter. Yeah. One portion Del Rossi. <laughs> and Wait. then Ellen DeGeneres comes and goes, That's mine! <laughs> <laughs> they, they are together. Yes. That is, they are married, right? Yeah. Okay, I, I forgot that. Oh, I forgot yeah. that. Um, Licking lips all night long. <laughs> Um, who who makes more money out of those two? I think it's neck and neck. Uh, <laughs> well, Portia, in her defense, is a is a stay at home like mom. So, just kids. It's not. They, it, they have kids? They, I think they've they've created some things. Did you know that um, Portia Del Rossi was? Uh, do you remember she was in that movie with Hugh Grant back in the day? Sirens. Oh my God! It was you remember Hurley, that? right? Huh? Wasn't Hurley in it too? <sighs> Some hot. There's some like Ella McPherson or some yeah maybe some sweet thing. Yeah, remember Sirens? Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so one of the things they do early on, they're showing they can't wait to show those stormtroopers. Stormtroopers, they're they're you know at the beginning they show the ships. The stormtroopers are you're seeing them bopping around in the ship like you know their helmets. And then you get, when they're attacking, you get flame troopers. Uh-huh. Is that the first time they had flamethrowers? I think so. Um, they innervate the dick out of stormtroopers. The, the, in, in, this, in this movie, they have there's a stormtrooper that has like an anti-lightsaber weapon. Yeah. Yeah, they, they certainly do. They're always kind of tweaking the stormtroopers. Um, and in this one, the, they just show the, they show the clip of the, the new ones coming out, and they're, they got jetpacks. Yep. Well, and, and Rogue One had some amazing modifications on stormtroopers like what well they had just a different they had the ones that are actually effective mm-hmm. they just had really cool costumes they have the sand based ones it's really cool uh what are some modifications you might make like if you if they're like set you in like a meeting room and you're like we need to innovate the stormtroopers again we need to differentiate right. 
a pool skimmer. Some, One's got a pool skimmer. Let's throw some ideas on the wall. Come yeah. on, guys. Yeah. Come on, Nick. Yeah, there's definitely the pool earn, the pool skimming stormtrooper. Earn your paycheck. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. What yeah. else we got? And there's one that uh, he 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 you know he shrink wraps. Perfect. Things. Yeah. Perfect. Say no more. People, come on. Nick's coming up with all the ideas. What else you got? What else you got? What do you got? You're the one who brought it up. Um, One's, he martinizes martinizes things. (laughs) Are you saying (laughs) martinize? Yeah. 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 I I would, of course, the one that I would have, the one I I would be like, well. They they take an item and they make a boring vampire flick about it. They could do like one that sings all the time. That's an innovation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah he he sings storm, all his lines. It's a storm troubadour. Sing trooper. Oh. Yeah, I do the sing troopers. That that would be mine. I don't know. Um, I I think that you know one could have bare feet. I mean I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm gonna zoom in. They all have bare feet when you take the shit off. Don't, you don't think they wear socks? Did they ever talk about if they wear socks or anything? I think it'd be what's, great if they had a under storm the, sandal trooper. Do they, have, do they ever blow off their like uh, their armor and they're just wearing like boxers? That'd be great. Yeah. yeah. What do they got on under there? I guess we kind of see Finn out. Yeah, he takes his ED robes. But we don't see him change out of the suit. We just see him take the, his helmet off. No, we see him discarding shit all across the desert. Oh, is he still wearing? Is it? Is he wearing his uh, stormtrooper out? He is. Well, there's a joke that he, it's right because he has in to the wear. Deleted his... scene. Mm-hmm. Han Solo mentions that he's still wearing the stormtrooper boots. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's a Wilhelm scream in this movie. I know you don't like that. It's the worst thing. They, but that's also a tribute, probably to, to like a previous Star Wars, right? They uh, probably use. They them. all have one, but it's not. It's not magical anymore. But I mean, you know, and in. What I also like about the movie that some people don't is that Ray is a fan of Star Wars. And, you know, Ryan Johnson plays with this, too. But the characters in the movie are fans of the characters that we love. So they're, they, you know, You mean Ray, her, little, her little puppet? She has, like, well, she... fighter pilot? Yeah, she's got a little uh, puppet she wears. voodoo doll. She lives in an ad-at. You know, yeah. she's... You know, and, and then when she hears Luke mentioned... She thinks he's a legend, you know. She, well, but she, they, they have like these. But I don't like the fact that Finn knows who he is too. Why? It just bothers me. In a in a in a business like the Empire, they're all about disinformation. They would probably try to scrub Luke from their history books. Yeah, fair enough. There's no examples of that. By the way, uh-huh. you see that scene where she's at that bar, the singles bar on uh, Jakku. Mm-hmm. Guy comes up and goes, "Where you stay at?" at? <laughs> She's like you asked and answered. <laughs> she lives in like she looks like uh, you know she's poor as hell, uh, super poor, dirt poor, scavenging. Um, although, funnily enough, she's out scavenging in the Star Destroyer, mm-hmm. uh, the crash Star Destroyer on our planet. No one else is there, right? No one else is thinking of grabbing parts. Well, no, there's that little creature we meet in the desert. Yeah, but you think they'd be kind of crowded right. in there? I'd certainly be ripping it open. But she is, she's a thrifty scavenger. Her mm. 401k has about 90 portions saved up. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, don't you think it would be crawling with other people in there? Well, it's been years. She's just jumping all around in there. And she, she's, she has to go deeper and darker. She has to go explore farther to you find the, the good shit. It's picked over, but she's still picking it. She's still picking. Through. Well, I mean, what else is she going to do? She's, Maybe that's why it's so worthless. Like, I guess that's 
because she brings all that shit. She didn't. She barely gets food. Yeah. So it must be she's she. It's just she's scraping the bottom of the barrel, so to speak. Yeah. I get it. I, I'm piecing it together. JJ, way to go. Smart. What a smarty. And um, she's waiting for her parents to come back. But that I know. But that ad ad, by the way, she looks all bummed out. But that ad ad, it's got it's spacious, and yeah. she's got to be. That'd be a cool place to live. Yep. Where do you think she goes to the bathroom in that thing? All over the place. She shits like a wild deer in there. <laughs> Doesn't go outside? She goes out by the deck porch. <laughs> That's one thing I got, I did get mad at, uh, about online. Uh, huh. I said, where did, where, did they, where did she go to the bathroom? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And also, she, I mean, we, we assume she's human. We do. We assume all these characters that are human are human. Mm-hmm. What if they're not? What do they got? What do they got parts in weird places that we don't know about? That's true. That'd be great if the big reveal at the end of episode nine, and she like she pulls like one of her little wrappings off, and there's a giant dick hanging there. She got some crazy hair in this. Did you know? I mean, I, I'm gonna ignore that comment. It <laughs> horrifies me. But did you? Did you see her hair? Yeah, she got three hairs. Yeah, she has three different bun. She got like they they even like it's like paid tribute to Le- Leia's hair in a weird way with oh, her. It's not in a weird way. They are emulating Star oh, Wars. Of course they are the whole time. Yeah. But they like that's the architect. That's arch. It's a architected. Is that right? That is <laughs> engineered. Yes, that is worried over at least. They put well. I mean, they they got to have fun hair. <laughs> it's like one of the golden. If you're a chicken space, you got to have fun hair. That is a hard hair dude to keep up. Yeah. And she does, in her defense, she buns it out. Mm-hmm. What does it look messy? Like when it gets messy, what does it look like? Because it it never does get messy. It does get messy. What do you mean? Well, you know, it'd be awesome if Kylo had, and during their fight cut one of those like the middle ball off. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's like, and just and then he I just cut your ball off. No, he just shouted, "Hair, hair!" Yeah, after he cut it okay. off. <laughs> I should have been in like one of these these meetings and then he gathers up her force hair <laughs> she got a yeah she has some and that hair they keep the hair going the whole time at the end of the movie she she turns sideways and that hair is still in the, does she have the same style in the next film I don't remember I don't think so no yeah. I think she got new hair what if they do their pubes do neat <laughs> wonder if they do their pubes neat <laughs> so what do you think about General Hux the snivelingest sniveler well, in the snivel galaxy. So one of the complaints people have in Jedi is for Last Jedi is that is that they make Hux a fool. You know, they make him the comic relief. I like that because in this, I always love the actor Gleason, mm-hmm. Dom Hall Gleason. He's great, um, and I like his his kind of sibling, sibling rivalry with 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 Ren Kylo mm-hmm. Ren, which I like. But his scene. Where he is losing his shit, like, and he is giving that speech, mm-hmm. and he is basically his veins are popping everywhere, and he's basically screaming. Mm-hmm. That doesn't work for me too much. It's a little over the top. Have you seen politicians? Oh, I know, I know, I know. But I don't know the whole that whole part of it. And I'm not complaining I, about the movie because I love the movie. But um, you know, then they blow up the planets. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I don't understand how you could create a weapon that splits off and hits planets. Like that, it's pretty badass. They engineered it. Oh, what do you think about that r- drinking rhino's ass and balls? <laughs> so, so then you, I, when Re, when Finn meets Ray, he's he's run across the desert because they he him and Poe obviously cra- crash. 
they escape the they escape the uh, uh, Star Destroyer or whatever the hell they're on Kylo Ren's home base or whatever and they flee back to Jakku they get uh, they crash land separated Finn meets Rey um, everybody knows this but Nick was talking about he's thirsty goes for a drink there's like a rhino like um, uh, creature there I'm sure it has a name it's Star Wars and whenever Finn leaves, Nick pointed out to me, you can see that creature's ass for a, a, the next bunch of shots. Yeah. And, and every time they show it. It's a weird it, paper mache looking ass. And every time they show it, you see ass, ass and balls. Yeah. But I don't think they don't show balls. It's that has weird ass ball flap. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, J.J. is a huge fan of Phantasm, the movie. And that that's where that's Captain Phasma comes from, yeah. but do you think he also is paying tribute with the hair and with the rhino Could balls be. as well? Yeah. And BB. Right. He couldn't, he, yeah, he's he's putting spheres all over this mess. Yep. Yeah. Um, great. When Kylo Ren has his tantrums, one of my favorite things in the whole series. Of course. It's great. And that's one of the funny, when he's anything else, you know, and he's just there and people are responding to his tantrums it's obvious that these aren't the first because the stormtroopers know to get out of his way when he's tantruming no i mean it's great like so it's, good. it's like when he's having, he's always like taking his lightsaber to machinery in this like he's yeah. he's uh which is funny because he emulates and idolizes darth vader mm-hmm. who is more machine now than man maybe there's a little bit of a little bit of that in I there get it. a little bit mm-hmm. i get it paging Droid, Doctor, please. Doctor Droid, huh? Droid, please. I don't mind it. it he's lucky because the cutest scene happens right after that. What? The thumbs up. Of course, adorable. Yeah. See, there's a lot of little cute little tinies in this. I, you know, another one of my favorite thing too is when Finn and Ray escape. They get they board the Falcon and they and they they uh, they escape from the Tie Fighters. They 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 effectively blow them up. Um, you really I'm nailing that you, it came alive in my mind uh, <laughs> I love the fact that they are so excited and they and they're cheer, they're celebrating yeah uh, that they can't believe Little, it they're getting participation trophies but they just, I think that's great I love that and that scene together. is amazing though the first scene where she pilots the falcon the way it's shot I love it too yeah Lovely. it's it's amazing and and um and I like them together they're great together and that that it was missing from the last Jedi a little bit I think um, I I do miss them together. So I love that scene where they're at the restaurant when they open when it opens up, and they get they order their food and they're mm-hmm. sitting there and they're having a good time, and the waiter delivers it to the table. They're the very you know no other customers there. He goes, hey, it's the first order, and they all look at the camera. Nice, yeah. And I then like BB's it. like, no thanks. He BB's does talk. Not, he's, that that droid ain't hungry. How do you think of one thing I always liked about BB-8? <laughs> Why do you? Th- what do you think of uh, Ray speaks droid? I always think that's fun in those movies when, like, you know, when Han's talking to Chewie and he's always res- like he re- he's responding. Yeah. Um. So you know what, what Chewie's saying just from his responses, and I, that's the same thing Ray's doing with the, the droids in this. By the way, I was watching that Star Wars it. documentary. And they're showing scenes of them filming, and and Peter Mayhew is doing lines. Right, he's speaking in Peter Mayhew voice and saying human words. Out of Chewy, out of Chewy. Oh, that's frightening. It's, 
Is it, it makes odd? me wonder if oops, it makes me wonder if that was a late decision to give Chewy sound. Oh, Weird. so you're talking about the original? Yeah. Can you imagine if Chewbacca talked just Chewtaka? <laughs> Come on now. Portion Del Rossi. What do you Okay, so obviously we're 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 doing a great job, but <laughs> So obviously they get the Falcon out and then they meet Han Solo. Finally, we get to see Han and Chewie back in in mm-hmm. business. And he, and there's a scene there that you don't seem to like that a lot of people don't seem to like, where they are in, where they let the creatures free and there's a standoff and there's tentacles. I don't and, hate it. No, I like it. Okay, I just it's a little rinky dink compared to the rest of the movie. That it's it seems like filler to me a little bit. Like he, you know. Um, How is that different from like the Minox in Empire or this is the Dinoga in the first movie? Oh, the tra- I love that trash compactor. I don't know what it what it is about this. There, but there's a we, precedent for here, for weird creatures interfering with the plans. Yeah, yeah. What I what I do like about it is you get to see uh, Ford, you know, be Han Solo, yeah. and, and try to talk his way out of danger. Or, yeah, you know, I like that. And you know, I think Harrison Ford in this is. He's the highlight of this He's film. great. I mean, He's I think great. that, I, obviously, I, I, I love Daisy Ridley in this. and I, Driver's, to me, the Driver, best. great. But, you know, and... and uh, but but, he, he, Oyega, but he, he is not sleepwalking through Han. Like, he is giving a great no. Han performance. Well, they said in the trivia that when he first, he watched it for the first time, he, he cried. Yeah. Well, he was probably support. high off his dick. Though. Well, he, he didn't know he died in it. Oh. It came as a surprise. Yeah. That's a mistake, I think, in this. I don't want him to die in this. Well, I you know that if they knew what was going to happen to Carrie Fisher, it would have been different. But you you typically don't know when somebody's going to die. Well, I, maybe Harrison Ford only came back for he didn't want to do any more than one movie. He's he's cantankerous. I have a feeling we'll see him again. In the new one, I have a feeling, or hear him again. You think? I, I do. Maybe I don't think so. I do. Pretty um, sure. Dude, we've heard. Pretty you, sure he's in there. How do you know? You've been reading spoilers? Pretty sure he's in there. Uh, I have a webcam that follows Calista Flockhart. And every <laughs> once in a while, there's some overlap. <laughs> so I'm just saying that, uh, uh, you know, that's that's such a great. He, yeah, you're right. He he doesn't phone it in. He he captures Han Solo's spirit in this, obviously, and he is he's got a lot of the funny moments in this. Um, I love his interactions with Chewie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, uh, Chewbacca is... I don't know how I haven't gotten tired of him. Oh, he's not in it a lot. But just in the series in general, Mm -hmm. because he has a dimension. Yeah. But I kind of... He's a a comfortable thing to see and hear. Of course. And, and, And to hear those same exact three sounds that he makes... I should be tired of it, but I'm not. Well, what's odd is when Han dies in this, and it's just Chewie solo for a while. It's weird. Yeah, like I don't like to Chewie see it. Chewie feels the same way. He's not thrilled with it either. I don't like to see it. And then he's, and then he's accompanying Ray at the end, which is fine. I like that. But then he just kind of chills on the ship. Yeah, he doesn't he, make it up that mountain. Yeah. He's not walking. Yeah, I think it's because he's hurt. I don't know. He knows his role. Stay in your lane. That's a, one of the great lessons that everybody needs. Tinker to on the ship. Is he supposed to? Was he supposed to just kill time on the ship? Well, I mean, now that I know he's got a fucking fully formed hand, he's probably doing a lot of shit on that ship. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's some other automated tools on there that ain't Jedi related. Chewie's getting fucking suck drunk. 
Do you think he's flexible? He doesn't look it. Well, Peter Mayhew certainly <laughs> didn't look it. Um, By the go- way, I love that John Bodega's got that great line that I think they overdubbed from uh, you know, behind the scenes. I need help with this giant hairy thing. Yeah. It's one of the I don't think that was in the script. No. I think they it was an ad lib. Yeah, but it, uh, but you guys got some funny lines in this too. He's really yeah, he's he's he brings great, a lot but, of energy to it. But you don't like his droid please is what you're saying. I, I I think it's too modern of a term, mm-hmm. but it's fu- it's not it doesn't take me out of the movie. What does take me out of the movie is his gigantic mouth. You don't like that? He has a huge mouth. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. But he's got a giant, great mouth. He's got like a uh, iron giant mouth. He's got a formidable mandible. He does, or something. I think that's part of his, his appeal. You know, they say like uh, people with giant heads make for movie stars. If you meet you meet famous people, and you meet like people that have that it. Mm-hmm. More often than not, they have gigantic heads. Really? Yep. I don't th- know about this. Ben yeah. Affleck, gigantic Easter Island head. Explains Moz. So, you know what's funny is I noticed I would be hard-pressed to find a good parent in this entire saga. <laughs> is there one? I don't think there is. Maybe the Ewoks, because they take care of that little cutie. That's true. But, man, Shmi Skywalker, not Shit. rock solid. No. Uh, surrogate parents, Ben and, ben and or ben, uh, what is it, Owen Lars and Baru, mm-hmm. dog shit. Anakin Skywalker, substandard father. Ray's parents, fucking Finn's parents, abandoned. There's a little. little well, they were. Ta- I think Finn was taken from his parents, but they didn't have to high five the stormtroopers on the way out. <laughs> you know what? Lando's dad, of course. Huh? No, I'm sorry. Please. No. Oh, Lando has a kid in the next one. Yeah. Yeah. But it's the girl, right? Yeah. Yeah. As long as it's not. Oh, I'm Finn. sure. I'm sure Lando was a great dad. <laughs> Yeah, can you imagine Lobot with that fucking breast pump? <laughs> what do you think of Ray's uh, version of a land speeder in this? I think it's adorable. Why did you you brought it up when we were watching it? Yeah, I love it. It's why do you hate it? Well, because because uh, I, I like what they did. Okay, to turn it sideways. Yeah, yeah. They just like, well, she's Luke, so then we can't have her on the flat, so we'll turn it sideways on the. All I care about, does the toy have a little button so you can see under the hood? Does that happen? I used to love that little under the hood. I used to hide guns in that shit. Did you? Oh, yeah. I can't remember that part. You don't remember the Landspeeder? I just remember the Landspeeder. button in the front, and that had a decal that looked like an engine underneath. You you can hide shit in there. What I liked about the Landspeeder was its little engines on the side. They came off. I know. Huge mistake. Because you lost them? They just, it took took me out of the the play date. Was it a two-seater, or can only one of them fit in there? No, you can have Ben and Luke sitting in there, and you can have a droid sitting ass on top, right? I don't know. I can't remember. I used to have C-3PO straddling the uh, the may, fin up there. I may the never. Spoiler. I may never have had it. One of the best toys. I had, but I did have. Although the wheels, yeah, took me out of it. Maybe I did have it. I what was the what was the uh, the the toys in the cloud city that the ship best been twin cloud cars yeah i had that those things were amazing yeah i i made them more formidable than they should be in my battles how so oh why because you things, like them so those much those things could fly and shoot and they were badass yeah and disproportionate toy size to the millennium falcon and they had two yeah they, they have two 
Yeah, it's true. Did they have two two pilots in it? They did, right? I don't think so. You can fit two people in it? Yeah, you could. There's two. They both had like... Maybe. The best, though, in my opinion, I love the Millennium Falcon toy. The best. Except... I love the TIE Fighters, too, though. The TIE, TIE Fighter was incredible. And the X-Wings. And if you could get your hands on one, the A-Wings and X and Y-Wings. Yeah, but I love the TIE Fighter. I just love the the, the flat the flat wings or whatever the hell those things are called. The panels. Yeah. And what do they call those? They're there wings? is a name for them because in the role-playing game, but I don't remember. But the TIE Fighters don't count without that sound. you got to make the roar. Star Wars is, has the best sounds. Yeah, Ben Burt. Legend. And they have uh, sad droid noises in this, which yeah. makes the, me so happy. Yeah, BB's always busting this. He's always like busting the sad droid. Yeah, noise. they 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 make that little weird thing emote re- really well in that mm-hmm. with his with his head movements, with his cute going up and down the steps, the cute moving his weight around to go up and down steps. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, okay. Let's talk about this. There's a scene when it's when BB has to go downstairs. BB-8 goes downstairs, and he he does it very gingerly, and Nick loves it. It's adorable. One step at a time. Well, you can see him moving his fat around so that he can get down the stairs. Mm-hmm. It's like leaning, and then ploop, and then leaning and ploop. Yeah, yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. He, and there's, like, a lot of steps, so he's doing that quite a bit. He's looking like he's risking life and limb on every he looks single step. Like, I disagree. I think he looks very efficient. Have you seen the have you seen the delete scene where every time he goes down the step he screams? I didn't. Every single day. It's a Wilhelm scream. Glad <laughs> 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 I, I could laugh at my How's own, Daniel my Craig in this? Yeah, Danny Craig in this. Yeah. Um, great. Yeah. Now that you know it's him too, you can tell it's him. You can hear his voice. And he's he's Danny Craig in there. Yeah, Millennium Falcon. Do you like the shape? I love it. It's like my favorite ship. Yeah. What do you think it looks like? Because um, there's, you know, obviously there's that joke about Boba Fett's ship looking like an iron and all that. And there's that joke in Last Jedi with the iron. But the Falcon doesn't look like shit. It looks, it's a weird thing. It's like, a, yeah, it's a unique. It's just very unique. Yeah. And the name is the best. I mean, I guess they could have called it anything. I would have liked it, but Millennium Falcon, what a great name. Yeah. Reminds me of Jonah Falcon a little bit. Oh, God. The guy with the huge hog? <laughs> yeah. Like, like the, the gigantic dick? Yeah. I don't. I think about him. I don't. Oh. I don't know what it looks like. It it looks like. Um... It's a design that's unique. Mm-hmm. Carves out a unique silhouette. I mean, whoever designed it, who did? Who I don't understand. It? Okay, explain this. There's a few scenes here where people are gunning in spaceships. What do you mean? Like uh, when Finn and Poe are riding around, they're facing the opposite direction. How do they see what the other guy sees? I never understood that. And then how does Finn, when he's in the Millennium Falcon, gunning for Ray? How does he see? It's it's weird. These are worthwhile questions. <laughs> I think you should ask them. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, I mean, did. He's, he's he's trying to he's looking at the ships coming at them. I mean, he's. I do appreciate when Poe says "You're left, my right." I do appreciate that. Yeah, that makes you feel like at least somebody's somebody finally answering. Because it, otherwise, it's fucking it's it's a nightmare. It's my least favorite part of the film. <laughs> that and I wish that that one pilot alien wasn't bow legged, or he walked like he was. Really, on, on you're the, talking about the the aliens that Finn leaves the Maz's place with, yeah, because he's going to desert. Yeah, that everybody. that one that one guy in the he's just 
decrepit. Because Finn, Finn is like his big motivation in this is to escape the First Order. He thinks he's a big puss. In this he's whole a film. part. Well, he's a part of a terrorist organization. That that realization comes to him that he is now a, he's a bad guy. Um, that they're doing uh, Satan's work. And okay. he is having none of it, so he leaves, and then he meets some friends. Yeah, and all they want to do was is is fight for good. He he just wants to get away from the baddies. His, his he wants to he wants to flee his past. He doesn't want to get hurt. He's the one, and he is uh, at the at the moment like the the moment of decision time when the heroes step up. He he takes a step backwards. He's out. He's done. Yeah. And he leaves with some aliens, and one of them is bow-legged. And walks like he's got a super dump in his pants. (laughs) The other guy has a peg leg. Like, they couldn't stop... They couldn't stop adding stuff to these... To every alien in this. I love the alien designs in this. So do I, but, like, they... There's some cute-ass weird robots in this movie. There's a a species of alien in this... this, They're at a bar... They're they're mosquitoes. Yeah. They look like... (laughs) They're so cute. They're, and they're just at the bar. Yeah, they don't care. Yeah, they. No one's even batting an eye at them. Yeah, bartender has a he has a he has blood on tap. <laughs> but they also have nobody around them. Do you notice that yeah. nobody is uh, associating with them? Nobody is over there introducing themselves. I noticed that. By the way, I don't know if you've ever seen this nightmare. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been to Florida during an election season? Uh, there's a job title that you'll see signs all over the place for mosquito commissioner. Really? Yes. I stole one once and had it in my garage for a while because there. That's a, apparently a title uh-huh. there. I guess mosquitoes have some some dominion. Mosquito commissioner. So, so, huh? you have, so they have a guy who's a mosquito commissioner. That's the name of Kylo Ren ship. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine the? The business cards getting printed for that shit. Is that a cush job? I mean, how do you fuck up? <laughs> Mosquito commissioner. Are you sure it's a political Positive. position, well, or is it just elected, a business? It's an elected position. I mean, but is it a is it a, or is it a business that you're no, just mistaking? It's a, it's a, no, there are signs in yards. Elect, you know, like uh, what do they say in their ads? I, I I didn't stay around long enough, but I was just so happy to see that. In a world where we talk about unemployment mm-hmm. being a problem, that there's a mosquito commissioner. You think that some his opponent uh, 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 trying to take, you know, uh, trying to you know run for election is like this guy's too nice to mosquitoes or something like that. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, I saw him He's, in. I saw him with an aphid. Couple, not hard enough. He was in cahoots with an aphid. Uh, he's take. He's taking you know blood under the table, but. The whole political ad would just be you looking at the camera, and then you just go like you hit your neck and go, "Got him." Yeah, and then you just go, "This shouldn't be happening." You know, like yeah, if this guy was doing his job, I'm not getting bit by mosquitoes. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, there's swamp down there, right? I guess there's it's, it's going to be a huge issue. And I think I'm sure there's diseases in there. Is there an alligator commissioner? Oh God, that's a great question. We yeah, should like, cancel this podcast and go find out. What do you think of the metal Jawa in this? It's not a fucking Jawa. I know. You but it, called it that. Well, it had a Jawa robe, sort of. Well. And it's got a metal face. Yeah, it's JJ, man. But the Jawas came back on the Mandalorian, but they're they're nowhere to be found in this. Right. They're on Jakku, not uh, Tatooine. 
I know, but you think maybe. I don't know. You could throw me a Jawa or something. I I like it. I I like all the weird noises that all the fuckers make, too. JJ made a Jawa in Phantasm. Then he made a metal Jawa in here, which he combined the ball and the Jawa. What are you talking about? The little Jawa creatures in, that the tall man employs. Right, but why'd you say JJ made them? JJ Abram. He's a big, big fan. Oh, of, so you're saying he, the the metal thing was a tribute to those? I think that's a tribute to the Jawas in Phantasm and the Sphere, as if they if they had a big old baby. What? I I where do you think the name Jawa comes from? That, that seems like I used to love those action figures. By the way, the, the Jawas are the fucking sweetest. I love them. And the great thing about a Jawa toy. Mm-hmm. If you lose the cloak, it's still a Jawa toy. Yeah, well, you you definitely are going to lose the cloak because you're taking that thing off as soon as it, yeah. as soon as you get it out of the plastic. Yeah, because yeah. you need to see what's under there. Right. Not a surprise. Nope. There's but, nothing. But they were wise to make a toy that had a fake robe underneath the real robe. Right. Had yeah. a removable clothes. The robe's still there. Yeah, yep. I get it. Yeah. Smart. Yep. Um. Let's see here. Da da da. Look at my notes here. Snoke. I mean, Snoke? Name's dumb, but Circus nails it. He does. Name is dumb. Yeah. I mean, Star Wars traditionally has some dumb names, though. I mean, if you think about Skywalker, for example, it used to be, it wasn't originally Starkiller. Yeah. So Skywalker. And before that, it was Eddie. <laughs> is a dumb is a dumb name, but I love it so much. And obviously, it's become something different. Yeah. But, um, and meaningful, but you remember what his name was in the in the Mad Magazine version? No, Lube, Skystalker, Lube, Lube. Oh, they went hard. <laughs> no, they didn't need to. <laughs> uh, Ray got punched in the face at the beginning. I, I missed that for yep. all the times I've seen this. Yep, when she's fighting those uh, dudes trying to get a BB, BB yep. and she's she's putting on a clinic. Yeah, she does get punched in the face. Yeah. She handles it well. She's she an does. ass kicker. Actually, those guys are do more to her than Kylo Ren does in the film. Um, when when BB finds out that in in those scenes that you know when Finn shows up, he's wearing Poe's jacket, and then Finn says that Poe died. BB goes into mourning. He starts yeah. sulking. Yeah, but guess how long it lasts? Minutes. Minutes. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't. He's got shit escalates, and he's hauling ass trying to not get killed. He's rolling through that sand like he doesn't know a Poe. Yeah. After about five minutes, like who? I'm thinking maybe his memory isn't too. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's a full capacity. You know what I'm saying? And he can't. Although there's or a maybe scene where dumb. where where they're flying away, and she goes, "How apropos?" And BB goes, <laughs> she "Poked the sore spot." BB is like full of surprises, by the way. He's got he's, too many parts. Yeah, he's got like the, more. Last Jedi, he's got way too many parts. Well, he's got he's got the like the lighter. Yeah, he's got that that pulley that that the kind hooks, of the, yeah, the, the hooks look. and stuff. Yeah, what are the things you think they got in there? Salami dispenser. Yep. <laughs> All right, you guys, we're done with the stormtroopers. What else we should put put in BB? <laughs> yeah. Anything but Kenny Baker. Um. What a waste. What? Fucking Kenny Baker. The fucking cushiest job in the planet. Sit in a fucking box and twist the head around. I love old R2. He's not in this movie. 
He barely factors. R two's great when the third leg comes down. Let's face it. It's the best. Yeah. Jonah Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> Is that his name? Yeah. Um, I wonder if Ethan Hawke and Jonah Falcon <laughs> have anything else in common. Why can't they give Chewie a gray streak in this? Give him something to make him look older. He Chewie, looks the same. Wookiees live a lot longer. Right, but, I mean, do you think they ever, they toyed with it? They, they gave him like a, I don't know, like a Cruella de Vil. <laughs> <laughs> White streak. You didn't see the Just for Wookiees box on the Millennium Falcon? <laughs> but, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Do they, what if they just gave him gray eyebrows? <laughs> <laughs> what is it with you and the fucking eyebrows? <laughs> just like, uh, what's her face? What's her name? The actress? I forgot. Gray eyebrows from the Christmas movie. God, what's her name? We love her. God damn, I think Helen Hunt? No, no. Oh, the other one, the brown, brown head. <laughs> what if Captain what if, Irby? Irby, yeah. What if they, um, what if they did? They went full. You know, Ford got old, Hamill, Fisher, and then Chewie's, Chewie's like, just completely white, <laughs> and then and balding at the top. <laughs> <laughs> Chewie gets shot in this. He does get shot early on. He gets shot in the shoulder, which never happened in any of the movies. Right. Did he ever get hurt? No, I don't think so. Yeah. Did any... Yeah, I mean, obviously, Luke Luke might have got hurt in one of the movies. I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, get injured <laughs> a little bit. But Han doesn't really get hurt, does he? I guess he gets frozen, though. He does get frozen. He gets frozen, and then they when they freeze him in carbonite... And his feelings get hurt a lot. <laughs> they uh, Boba Fett tries to kick him in the balls, but he's when he's frozen. Um, Boba Fett! Uh, Fisher? She doesn't get hurt. She gets blown into space. That's later. <laughs> she does. Um, she also th- watches her family explode. I guess one of the things I don't like about the scene you were talking about before when they're on Solo ship, his big thing with all the Rathgars, is that they're, he talks to the, the rival gangs in there, and they bring up all these names that you don't know about to make it I seem like... I think it's like, fun. And he talks about somebody named Duquesne, yeah. which I think is like a town in Pennsylvania. Okay. You think that's where they got it? No. But who do you think Duquesne is? And did they have? Do they have an action figure for characters that you never they see? Should. They should. I mean, I'm sure some buddy out is out there. Cra- I told you a long time ago that I, you I made. knew somebody that made action like his own yeah. action figures for like the ones that didn't exist. Right. Like so he'd like make his own Force Ghost. Mm-hmm. You know, like Force Ghost Obi Wan action figure. Yeah. That's fucked up. And he, like, he had like Grandma Tarkin with his curlers in. What are some of your little scenes that you like in this, like that stick out to you? Is that what this show's about? Yeah, tiny ones. Oh, it's a Star Wars film. There's not a lot of little things going on. It's big. Well, we're the movie microscope. We have to dig those out. There's so many. Well, yeah, I love this. Isn't a little scenes, but I love that when when Harry Ford steps into the cockpit for the first time. Yeah, the Millennium Falcon. And yeah. the, and that's why the deleted scene where Kylo Ren goes in there should have been kept in the film. Yeah, whenever he goes, yeah, they yeah. should have done that. That's um, maybe the one out of all those, the, the best one, I think. And, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I like this. this it's it's little moments within scenes, I think, that are really special. Mm-hmm. Like uh, when, when Finn's reacting to Maz Kanata sizing him up. 
Yeah, that's good. I like that. And then four goes, nothing good. Yeah, what does that mean? <laughs> like, what is she doing? What is what, what's happening? Nothing good. <laughs> Stuff like that. And I, I love the little uh, the little tattletales, the the ones for the first order and the ones for the resistance inside Maz's bar, because there's that sultry like girl that's, mm-hmm. and then there's this fucked up beat ass robot. Mm-hmm. knocking buzzes into his loudspeaker to warn the resistance. Right. Makes me happy. Although the mosquitoes is to me is job one. That's great. Yeah, and that has a, that's kind of a more successful riff on the cantina than I think they that they do in the last Jedi. Oh, way the better. Casino. Yeah, yeah, casino's a big turd. Uh, I don't necessarily agree, but this is a little bit better. Well, time will tell. I'm right. Um... Chewie's a bad patient in this when he gets hurt. I'm going to zoom I mean, in. You're, 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 I'm going to uh, zoom in there. You're, you're pushing a little too hard there. Um, let me see here. Uh, oh, in that scene that you're talking about with that the sultry, uh, you said you called her a sultry alien, I guess. Right. Tattletale. She's, she's uh, with this big dude, this big alien. You like bef- him. Before, yeah, before she leaves to go rat on you know, call the bad guys. Yeah. She rubs one of his tusks. She gives it a little tweak. Yeah. It's a nice touch. I mean, for him too. Do you um, know what's in there? What? In that tusk? Hmm? A load. <laughs> I'm not surprised. I mean, there's... Um, let me see here. I'm going through my notes because I took notes on this. Um, Braggart. I did too. Yeah, special. Uh, what do you think of Ray all over those woods? <laughs> she's running around those woods like crazy. She is a wood dwelling bitch. <laughs> she's running through those woods. They like and JJ was like, "Okay, run on the trail." Yeah, you know, what do you think his directions were? Like, yeah, you just you, yeah. were you there? Run on the trail. Run back. Run in the woods. Run in places where robots can follow. Uh, <laughs> keep running in the woods, and you know I think that's a big director's trademark for JJ. Running in the woods. Lost. Yeah, I mean, running, well, there are some woods on that island, but I'm just saying, even the trailer for Rise of the Skywalker, Ray's running them the, in them woods. Yeah. Just back in those woods. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. Endor, there's a lot of examples of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say she's running in the horror wood. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It starts to go bad for her. Like, at first, she's, like, escaping, she's in the wood, look, she's looking okay, then the bad guys come, and then she's looking scared, and the, it takes a turn a little bit. And then what happens? It she goes wins. real bad for her in She there. wins. You no, know, what goes bad for her? Well, Kylo gets the jump. Force, he throws her into a tree. That's he, about it. You know, he, yeah, well, he force freezes her. Oh, that first time, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then she, and he makes her faint into his arms. Do you, okay, so tell me about this Mary Sue thing. So, because I saw that word, that term pop up a ton of times, and I... I hated it because I mean, it I'm just a, seemed like a easy. Yeah, no, it's the it's the people that complain about Ray's character, basically. But it's it's not, that term did not originate with Ray. No, it? no, no. But it, it's a. Uh, Is it? So it's it's basically so you know it's the the reason that people ain't lob this comment at at Ray's character is because she's female because she's played by a woman. You know, it, I think if if Ray was R A Y and it was a dude. People, there would be no complaints, but it's seen as like a. Uh, I think the Mary Sue is like a character. I'm just looking at now, but it's 
no flaws, too perfect, um, usually female, like that kind of thing, you know. And so they call her, and it's stupid. I mean, it's obviously a dumb complaint because by these by fucking assholes. Okay, so the mystery, misogynist. She is. She's very powerful. Mm -hmm. She does things that nobody else can. She gets. She she's adept right out of the gate. Yeah, which is that's part of you know. She's a fighter, but she's been scrapping on the planet. When you find out she's a Palpatine, it's going to all make sense. <laughs> but she, but she's a scrapper. But she's she's a she's been fighting. She's been fighting and growing up on uh, and and scrapping for herself uh, for herself on that, um, on that planet on Jack for a while. I think then people got mad because she was beating Kylo Ren, uh, an injured Kylo Ren, by the way, at the end, and, and, and kissing a black dude. That must have pissed them off too. Does she kiss him? his forehead? At the mm. end, I mean, yeah, they, you know, obviously, people, uh, the, the the haters of this movie, there's a bunch of racists that don't like uh, that. There's a obviously an Asian woman in the in Last Jedi. There's an African American man in this one. There's a female lead. I mean, they're assholes. And the Mary Sue thing is just a stupid criticism. I mean, Star Wars, it's fucking fantasy. And I mean, Luke, Luke, look at Luke. He's super powerful. He trains a little bit on Dagobah, oh, but yeah, looks, he fucking leaves. Yeah, I mean, what, he trains for a day? And then he's like, eh, I got it. Yeah. And he's it's out. Like, it's like me with the instructions for fucking electronics. I mean, he loses to Vader, but he still puts up a fight. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he gets his hand cut off. I mean, I guess they could have cut Ray's hand off at one point. Would that make everybody happy? No. <laughs> cut one of her hairs off. But Although I mean, be, that, that would be something that that would be a bridge too far in emulating the pre, the other films. It doesn't matter. It's a dumb complaint. So let's cut. Let's cut a little deeper here. Mm. I, it, its job was to course correct, right? Or force, the movie, yep. Force correct. Nice. I mean? mm-hmm. It does that in spades. And right. even though there are moments that are evocative of the originals, yeah. I don't feel like I'm watching a carbon copy at all. Is it because I care too much and I wanted to love it, or is it because people are over exaggerating similarities? Well, I mean, part of it now with this, you know, the the thing, uh, you know, it po- people poison the well a little bit on Star Wars. So, uh, you know, they they dive bombed Last Jedi before it came out, and that you know, and I think a lot, you know, the the press picked up on it. How oh, people really hate this movie, and that was the big, the big, you know, all the articles. And so I think, you know, no matter what, the next one, I bet. It'll make a ton of money when it opens, and and there'll be articles of like, ah, oh, it didn't live up to expectations. It didn't. It only made 195 million or something opening week. It's supposed to make 230 or something. Yeah. And so I bet all those articles will will start, you know, picking at the box office right away, like people's reactions to it. That you know, I think it's like they can't win because there's some weird negativity aimed at these movies now. Um, but maybe that's just, you know. What we gotta live with these days. I don't know. I, th- I think it's such a it's such I'm really a hard zooming task. in here. It's such a hard task to to make something this entertaining and this well well done and this resoundingly Star Wars. Right. I mean, it's too bad. It's I think too... it, I think it, it does such a wonderful job in, in doing all the important stuff. I think these two movies in this last we're not talking three about are are the, so far they've I thought I in my opinion there's certainly flaws, but as 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 entertain. They're very entertaining movies with great characters, super fun. And you to want watch. to talk about the weakest argument for them to call them Disney Star Wars films? I know, yeah, yeah. 
And the thing is, of course, when something happens that, that does something right in a smaller way, like Mandalorian is a, mm-hmm. a fun show. It's really good. Right. But its job is so small compared to this. And for people to go, finally, somebody's doing the right, you know, doing right by Star Wars. Or finally, when- they got a male lead again. That's basically what it is. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, I mean, sort of not. I mean, you're right, though. Like, I, you know, as much as people complain about Force Awakens being fan service, um, the Mandalorian? Like, what is that? I mean, that's what they're doing there, too. Well, I don't mind the, it. And the worst fan service that's happened since Disney took over Star Wars is the addition of Darth Vader to Rogue One. That, to me, was the yeah. most fan service thing. Or the CGI uh, Prince Leia at well, the end. Or well, nobody, yeah, but nobody's like feels like they need to see more her. Nobody's Vader. Vader somehow, ouch! Vader is somehow still an iconic character, even though right. they fucked him so hard. Well, he, lo- he looms large over these movies, obviously. Yeah. yeah. So is I, Jonah Falcon. I, I don't. I don't know. Like I, you know, I, and you and I come from a different place, obviously, too, with these movies. They mean a lot to us just from our childhoods. But. I just think that if a movie's bad. It do, it's not in our best interest to blindly love them. It doesn't have any value because mm-hmm. it's such a hollow way to live. So if Army of Darkness had come out and was just absolutely bad, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be watching it yearly and pretending like I loved it. It just doesn't – I don't understand the logic behind uh, the, the rhetoric outliving kind of your your personal enjoyment of something. And I revisit this film, a, you know, a good amount. Mm-hmm. And it's funny that there – as far as – there's a few minuses, but for most part, it checks all the positives. Well, and, and another thing too, though, it, this movie was so successful. Like it, it meant it meant so much. At, you know, they built it up so much. It meant so much to so many people, and then it crushed it. Right? It became such a huge, huge movie. Like I don't know, top what one. Um. So you know, obviously, people are gonna. It's gonna attract a lot of attention and and some of that negativity and negative attention um, like any well and I think thing. I think generations have a problem letting go and well and another thing is like of course some people aren't going to like it you know that's and you know that's not to say they're wrong but what's happening to Star Wars is like there's a concerted effort it seems like to to tip it over you know um, I think people who drive Audis hate this movie huh I think people who drive Audis hate this movie uh but, you know, at the same time, I don't know. I just, you know, I try to, I, I don't know. It doesn't matter. What are you going to do? Who's got the most kissable face in the universe? What do you mean? I mean, in all the Star Wars movies, what, what creature has the most kissable face? I don't know. Give me one. Like, give, me, give me the answer. Are you just asking a real question or do you already have an answer no, I'm, locked and loaded? I'm thinking. I'm going to cross off the musicians from the first cantina. <laughs> Who's you're asking me? What like alien? Yeah. Well, I don't want to say that we're going to go go around kissing people. It's fucking. So, in what non-human uh, has the most kissable face? Yeah. Who would you like to list? Oh, I, you can. I I could say who I wouldn't be kissing on. Okay. Certainly none of the ugnots. Right. I was thinking about those pricks, and I was thinking about the guy with the cum tusk. I'm not going <laughs> to. Just in case. Sorry, I was busting dumb. What would you non-zooming things all over the place with my take on Star Wars? I'm but... gonna I'm gonna go in a weird place. Mm-hmm. I would love to just 
plant a big one. Oh, God, it's so tough. Oh, man, I can't do it. I think Slacious Crumb's got some kissable He's lips. He's got a beak. That's true. That would get in the way. Can he kiss his beak? Sarlacc's got a weird mouth. Mm. This. That'd be hard to kiss. Yeah. My, well, if you Oolong in. is too close to being a human. I can't do that. That's me too. V2. R2. I'm going to kiss the shit Let's, like, out of that little imperial robot that patrols the hallways. That little cute floor. Foxy floor guy? guy? Little floorgasm. The little, uh, little, uh, the Roomba, the little guy that. That little cute. I'm going to mm-hmm. kiss it. I'm going to make lips on that bitch. So that you think he's the most kissable? I'm going to kiss it. Well, who do you think is the most fuckable? <laughs> <laughs> um, are, are we doing aliens, androids, or just both together? Uh, yeah, anything that's a non-human. Hmm. You know who looked pretty good in the first one? Mm-hmm. Was that, like, Yeti-looking guy in the bar. Oh, that weird puffy the hair, white hair. Yeah, the like Frank Vincent thing. Yeah, he looked like he could, he could stand a few of my smooches. Yeah, you know. Uh huh. I might kiss his cheeks at first only. Okay. I ain't talking about the face though. Did he? Didn't he have like a little like a little knob like that he would play with a, that was a mouth where a mouth would be like a little proboscis or some sort that he would finger. Now Did you're you... singing my song, brother. <laughs> I think I'm right. Yes. I think he fiddled with his probosk. Like I said, yeah, most kissable. By the way, we 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 didn't talk about a lot of things, but there's some pretty cool shit. We didn't talk about snaps. Oh, provolone, snap Wesley or whatever. Greg Rungberg's character. Yeah, we didn't the, talk about the Donald Sutherland imposter. Yeah, you keep spotting in the resistance. You kept spotting someone that looked like Donald Sutherland. Yeah, and he does. He, we should put him up on the old uh, Instagram page. Wonder who that guy is. Well, I would hope that they made an action figure of that guy because I have been dying, dying, to finish my "Don't Look Now" playset. <laughs> uh, yeah, snaps Wexley. Uh, they, you know, J.J. Abrams uh, loves Carrie Russell, loves Greg Grunberg, and puts them in a lot of his stuff. Carrie Russell, obviously, in the next one. Uh-huh. Uh, the rise of the rise of Skywalker, and so is Greg Grunberg. Now, is that you say his name? Greg Grun- Grunberg. Grunberg. Ryan Johnson. He said hit. no more. I don't want Greg in this. He had to he, get his guy. He kept him. Noah out. Segan. Yeah. Um, but JJ restored Snaps. Yeah. To the Resistance and the next one. So, which very, was the original title was Snaps to the Resistance. Very bearded Greg Grun- uh, Grunberg. Yeah. In this, gets a few lines. Yeah. Walking around in that space. Suit. He went. Uh, he went on the Hardy's diet for this movie. <laughs> he uh, he played Parkman on the hero and in Heroes because his last name is Parkman. I'm so glad I've never watched that show. It looked like it the worst. I can't remember his power. Um, but yeah. So uh, you you kept you you kept teasing his uh, appearance, and he would never showed up until. And then he shows up quite a bit. Yeah, he shows up. And then we we, we ruminated Mm -hmm. about since Leia Organa was a single woman. Right. That that she shacked up with Snaps. 
Right. So, so that she goes by General Leia, Snaps Wexley, Organa Solo, Skywalker. So, uh, you know, that's the thing is that it's a tragic story between uh, Leia and, and Han. Um, they lost their son to the dark side. Yeah. Okay. And then as soon as that happened, I guess. Oh, yeah. <laughs> On the dark side. Uh, Han Solo decided to. Fl- he was like, "Well, we're Is not." That getting- John Caffrey in the Beaver Brown Band. I'm not sure. Okay, I'm not. We're not. We're not going to get divorced, but I'm going to leave with Chewie. I'm going to leave you. Yeah. And then Leia was like, "All right, well, I'm going to go. You know, uh, you know, lead the resistance." Yeah. And so, I imagine that she's with Snaps. I, mean, I would imagine all- that she's gone through a steady diet of of. Uh, sp- of sexual partners. Le- loving them and leaving them? Yeah, like, you know, getting fingered by the fucking Yeti or the Wampa. <laughs> you know, a little sneaky time with uh, a Mon Mothma of some sort. Right. You know. A little sneak time, yeah. Yeah, getting Lord Dern in it. You know, <sighs> just, just I mean, trying everything in, on the table. Right. Yeah. What do you think Han's been doing? Oh, he's, he's spreading it around the galaxy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's, you know, he's a scoundrel. That's part of his, you know, he has to. Right, has to what? He has to tap it. I mean, he's got he's got a you know, Carillion's got a nut. <laughs> I'm just saying that when they are hugging at the end, uh-huh. and you know, or like towards the end, and they are kind of reconciling, and 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 uh, I'm just wondering if they didn't show you Groomberg off to the side, Shaking snaps his head. off to the side, going, yeah. uh, "Oh, hey, uh, you know, I'm lays with me now." Yeah. Um, but that's cool if you guys are getting back, you know, like you're trying to catch up on old times. That's great. But uh, yeah. that's my, you know, princess. I treat her like a princess. Yeah. You know, something like that. Yeah. And by that, he means he has takes paparazzi photos a lot around her. Oh. I think it would be better if she's with Sutherland. Oh, yeah. Well, it's yeah. more age appropriate. Yeah. I mean, Grunberg is like, he's not that much younger than her. In this, I mean, he's yeah. probably in his mid, late, mid to late forties. In this, right? Yeah, he's fifties for sure now. He does call her his gilf at one point. Yeah, I wonder if he's getting some smooching. What's Luke been doing on the island? That's what I want to know. Well, those servant species aren't just there to clean the, the laundry. You know, I just think that he is. There's a reason why those creatures let him pony up to take the milk. I'm just saying that his metal hand looked well-oiled. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Everything is, like, dusty and disrepair, but that metal hand looked well taken care of. Um, yeah, I, he is... I, I, well, you, when we were watching the film, mm-hmm. you said that it would be great, like, Ray's coming up the mountain, and he's pissing off the cliff. <laughs> Bathroom break? I. So I think everybody complains about what... Uh, not everybody. A lot of people complain about what Ryan Johnson does with Luke in the next movie, but I I can't help thinking when, when you're, we're watching Force Awakens. First, I want to see Luke. Yeah, he doesn't show up. Shows up at the end. What do you? What is supposed to be happening there? You're like, is he? If he's not cranky, like in the next one, um, is he supposed? Yeah, you know, like when she shows up, he certainly doesn't look happy to see her. So. He doesn't. He can't know if if he's connected to the force, right? He 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 would know that. You know, Han Solo died, mm-hmm. so it's just like kind of. I think JJ kind of wrote that next one into a corner a little bit. Him and Kasdan, 
Like, cause what, what would, wonder what their plans, if, if not what happened, you know how this is, wonder what their plans for Luke was. This is one thing about Disney that might be a, a problem. You think about the one cool thing about the old version of Star Wars mm-hmm. is we got to see the alternate realities. Like George Lucas released a comic or, or Dark Horse released a comic based on the original script. Right. Where Han Solo was an alien and Luke was old, all this crazy shit. They actually did a comic book of that and they talked openly about those things. Right. And you also would see like even with Raiders that that long treatment where how differently it evolved over the years. Right. It'd be neat if they did a uh, a comic version of the intended sequel that what's his flame was going to do for Abrams. Yeah, or or what Trevorrow's approach was going to be. Yeah. I would love to know what all those different ideas that that they didn't use. I were. think that they just didn't. I think they probably just didn't. Re- they probably had a plan for sure of like like a loose plan of what what they wanted to do. But as far as you know, I think they wrote that first movie under some extreme duress, right? Didn't they? They did the, what they had. They didn't like from that other guy, that Michael Arndt or whatever, mm-hmm. and so they had a. I want to know what his was like. Yeah, and they had to. Uh, I think there are some all there. You, if the art of book shows some of the things, but. right? Um, but you know, I think, however they're doing it, th- there is a plan. There has to be. There's a plan, but it's also there's a little there's seat too much of the, money at stake. There's a little seat of the pants too. But of there course. was a seat of the pants thing with the originals too. Right. And it's it, stupid to think that th- those were some well-oiled machines and these were scatter shots. But the thing is, like, the the fact that, like, they, they're always, you know, fans are always trying to say that, like, you know, uh, Ryan Johnson and, and Jedi was, was pushing against what J.J. was doing in The Force Awakens. That's just, that's just can't, that's not what's happening. No. And the thing is, scrutiny yeah. is so different now than it was in the 70s yeah. and 80s. That's the other thing, is we were, we were in the dark between Star Wars and Empire. And we were in the dark between Empire and Return. We didn't know dick about them until they came out. And we didn't also say, oh my God, Richard Markin really took a shit on what Irving Kirshner had done. You know, it's it's bullshit. And I, well, it's, just, it's just like, there's no way, the, the way that they, they, they craft these movies, there's no way that somebody comes in and goes, hey, I'm going to shit all over the previous one. I hope you guys are fucking cool with it. And they're like, you know, we don't like it. But okay, we'll take a shot because what else we got? Well, not only that, um, these guys are pre-production while the other ones in production. Yeah, like, there's so much overlap that they they're not busy with other. No, people's they're just shit. they're just trying to produce the thing the movies. Is, yeah, people, but there's you know, no right or wrong answers necessarily. You're going on a journey, mm-hmm. so yeah, you may not agree with everything, but the fact is they're making new Star Wars movies and new Star Wars shows. Yeah, but they're also like, you know, they're trying to craft this this new arc of this this story that's been taking place for 40 years or however long. And, um, you know, everybody wants everything to be mapped out. Like, and they want it to be figured out ahead of time. There's just no way, you know, to do that, to do that. I mean, other Lucas, than, other than the Marvel movies. Well, Lucas, even that though, even, but you know, and, and, but that was like a fucking drum that they did such a good job with that. And I think what Marvel does pretty well that maybe Disney doesn't, is Marvel, and I, I'm sure they have, they run a certainly a tight ship there too. That everything has to be filtered through the committee, but they certainly seem to trust. Uh, they don't let people read the visions. script until after the movie's out, huh? 
<laughs> they they trust people different people's visions. It seems a little bit more than maybe Disney does at this point. But it's like I'm sitting. Know. It's like sitting with with Martin I, Scorsese I right now. I'm so, I'm so bad. Anyway, uh, what what alien would I kiss? Let's see here. Hold on. <laughs> Which alien would you let blow you? I tell you what, I would I would plan a I would plan a big old kiss on R2's damn dome. Yeah. Wouldn't you? Sure. I would I, I would I think he's like the most huggable original uh, yeah. for me. I love his whole the whole the whole thing he's got going on. I like all the buttons and stuff, all the I didn't realize Front how hung he was compared to BB-8. Like he's a much bigger beast. Hmm? R2's a sizable organ yeah. compared to a BB-8. BB-8's a cute little small guy. I didn't realize R2 is just R2 is a cool looking droid, and uh, that's the disappointing thing about his figure was it was all stickers. Mm-hmm. He was like a sticker. All his whole panels were all his panels were stickers, and then you popped them upside down. You're looking for that third leg. What's there instead? They made that figure available eventually. I know, but what happened at first? A hole and a screw. Mm-hmm. Like a Fisher-Price uh, figure, and there's a screw in there. Did you ever try to uh, unscrew I, it? I've so unscrewed that thing. Of course, I did too. Yeah. It ruined, I cannot believe it that. ruined R2. It ruined R2, but it was cool to have a little tiny Kenny Baker figure. <laughs> he was small inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's something I know. That one you could, thing I like there's a lot of things you could say about Kenny Baker, but one thing you can always say about Kenny Baker is he was small inside. One thing I like about this movie too, about the Millennium Falcon, is that they use those hideaway compartments. They use them in this. Yeah. Remember that they're always digging around in there at first, Ray and Finn, and then they hide in there. Yeah, um, and it works like a charm, sort of. They get found know. easily. They found easy, but I did like that. I did appreciate that they were in like the cargo area. You know what would have been cool, actually, another alternate mm-hmm. storyline. Or if um, they uh, they poison Han and Chewie with the gas and they die. Well, another thing. Oh, we didn't talk about this. The torture chair from Empire gets a lot of play in this movie. Is it the same chair? It's probably not, but okay. it's the same idea. That's what it reminds you of. So at the beginning of the there was movie, a torture chair in Star Wars too, wasn't there? Was Leia? There? I don't remember. I think there is. Maybe, yeah. You might be right. Oh no, there's a floating there's a floating ball droid with torture toys. Yeah, that's right. And it goes and visits. So in the, to, they in lock the, it in the room with her and it fingers her for a couple of hours. <laughs> in the second one, they you know, Lando betrays Han and then they you know, they torture him on on this chair. He comes back all like slooped slumped down and, <laughs> yeah. and sad and, and yeah. beaten up. Um but so he's on this chair, tied to the chair. And this one, Poe's tied to the chair. Later, Ray's tied to the chair. She escapes. And then Kylo uh, takes his frustrations out on that chair. It gets a lot. The torture chair gets a lot of yep. play in this. And I'd say it's kissable. I'd say that chair is <laughs> not, not a bad. Um, I don't think it's a chair. I'd say it's a chair. It's almost like a... You know, like a, like an inversion table or something like that. Oh, for God's sakes! Are you fucking kidding? That's piece, where you complain, you piece of shit. Not my Star Wars. <laughs> um, all right. You think so, that the 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 uh, script says that uh, you know, Poe is strapped to the inversion, <laughs> <laughs> the kissable inversion table? <laughs> Gets fingered for a couple of weeks. All right, it's gonna be tough. To, to edit all the dumb stuff I, I set I'm out, I'm not editing anything. Please, it's, please make it's me. It's gonna look be better. tough to come up with some sort of a theme park attraction tied to Star Wars, but you're gonna have to go there. 
how are we going to merchandise this? Yeah, how do you find a way? One thing I will say about the merchandising of this film, they were probably like, so excited about producing Star Wars toys for these movies. I don't think it's been a huge... They haven't done enough. They didn't go nuts with it. I, I have you. Is there? Did they produce like a cool Millennium updated? They Millennium didn't do Falcon? nearly enough toys. They should have done more ships. They should have done more ships. They should have done more everything. Did they do any ship? They did. I guess they they, they didn't really. Did they? They did some, but they were. They fucked up. There should have been a toy for every single thing in this film. Uncle Platt. I. They should have. They, That's mine. <laughs> should have done. They should have done. Uh, I agree, uh, but you know, at the same time, they're, maybe they're just not. There just doesn't seem to be interest in it. You know what the the sad reality is? These fucking pop vinyls. That's yeah. everything now. But it, do the? I wonder if the Marvel toys sell like hotcakes, or if that's also not. Maybe people aren't buying action figures as much anymore. Well, they probably aren't. Mm-hmm. It's a shame. I mean, I went to the Target. I couldn't find any of those Doctor Sleep action figures you were talking about. Where are they? They keep them in the linen section. <laughs> it's like they keep the fucking movie in the linen section <laughs> of the theater. God damn, that movie's good. Um, so what were you gonna ask? All right, so you're you're in the movie, Ben. <laughs> You've been inserted into the Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. Where are you? What are you? What you up to? What's going out? What are you doing? There's so many places you could be. You could live out of fantasy. You could be a fucking... You could be a cantina dweller. You could be a stormtrooper. I mean, there's so many cool things you could be. Right. You have any idea? I'm working on it. I think I'm going to be scooting around the desert of Jakku. Okay. On my own creature. I'm like riding this other weird creature. It's got backwards legs. It's got like a like a stringy body. It looks like a puppet, like a cut puppet. Yeah. <laughs> like like he's been working out. <laughs> yes. Okay. It's like, a, it's like a really muscular cut puppet running backwards. Right. Okay. And I'm riding on the top of it, and uh, I'm not a scavenger. I've actually, uh, I'm a, I'm a weird being. Hmm. Um. I ejaculate sand. <laughs> Turns out it's a forest moon. <laughs> Jakku? Jakku. Is, is that why they call it Jakku? Yeah, that's what we find out. <laughs> My name's Ooh. It's a forest moon that's got my shit all over it. <laughs> and, you, and you're, a, are you the cut puppet? No, I'm riding the cut puppet. <laughs> what, where are you? What are you an alien? Species? I'm a, I'm a humanoid thing <laughs> that just happens to. Yeah, right. And the only time you find out where my handiwork is ill spent, like I haven't laid enough pipe down, mm-hmm. that's where those tie fighters collapse in the sand. <laughs> oh, how am I supposed to? How am I supposed to follow it? Really, be, really is a good show, huh? <laughs> so I'd be a uh, 
I'd be a uh, a dog. <laughs> uh, in in the world of the uh, imagination, the just... <laughs> realm of Star Wars, I'd be a a dog. <laughs> and no one would bat an eye or care about me. Mm-hmm. And uh, all I'd want was obviously to be have some. I'd be like Ray. I'd want some human, comp- you know, some companionship, yeah. a friend. But I'm not weird enough to attract any attention. Just a boring dog. Uh-huh. Right? But I do have one thing that I think differentiates me from what? Any other creature in the universe. A little lightsaber. Comes I ejaculate out. sand. <laughs> <laughs> so you're gonna say your pink thing was a lightsaber. And then I find out <laughs> then I found out one day I see this this humanoid. A creature atop a cut puppet <laughs> ejaculating sand and I see that the only thing I thought differentiated me from any other creature in the universe um, uh, that made me the, like a special unique, maybe yeah. special and unique is no longer I and I and you legally have your name changed from San Solo <laughs> I <laughs> I jump off an ejaculated cliff to my death <laughs> You mentioned the glyph again? <laughs> then I become a actually, and it wouldn't work. Yeah, I try to kill myself. It wouldn't work because I land in sand. <laughs> so a, I'd become a bounty hunter. You get a job filling hourglasses. I become a bounty hunter. Okay. <laughs> Dog the bounty hunter. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. So you've been tasked with. Do you think our show's canceled? Creating with <laughs> creating a. Uh, a piece of uh, an attraction or a restaurant in the theme of mm-hmm. Force Awakens. Right. What you do? Oh, man. That's such a good... I'm opening a restaurant. Okay. It's called Portions. Okay. Yeah. And... Uh, so they serve blue bre- blue bread? The, everything's inflatable there. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, inflatable pizza, inflatable soup, everything. We mm-hmm. got it all. And then... But, but you don't just... You can't pay. You got to earn. Right. So what it is, it's sort of like we collect like toys for tots or or, or things for the troops or like, you know, for shelters. Mm-hmm. And we determine how many portions each thing is worth. Okay. And then you sit at a table and somebody dressed as a robot, you know, with a nasty set of knockers on it, will wa- walk up and determine how many portions you get. And then you inflate your food to discover what you get. Okay. Yep. Come, come eat at portions. It's called Porsche. Yeah, you got to. So you see a bunch of people lining up at Star Wars Galaxy, you know, the theme park, whatever. Is that what it's called? Yeah, Star Wars Galaxy, I think. The Galaxy's Edge? Yeah. Yeah. You show up there with. You see people showing up with like bags of just toys and cans of soup and shit, you know, and that's that's where they're going. They're going to portions. And then they. We, 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 we inflate what you like. That's the catchphrase? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that bread looked good? It sort of did. It reminded me of the Lemba bread, Lemba's bread from the. Lord it looked of the Rings. like a. It looked like a big piece of like uh, dyed cauliflower. You know, we went over budget with that. You know, once she got that in her hands, do you think that was CG? Yeah, she never even had bread. It was just like a big old green ball in her hand. Or maybe no, I'm sure the bread was real, but the pr- the precursor to bread was CG. Yeah. Either that, or they had the guy that that Cameron uses to design deep sea submersibles come up with an inflatable bread. Like a real bread. <laughs> what was problem the problem? Bre- is they dropped one of those in the ocean. 
Oh, yeah. Titanic. No, there's no more ocean. What was the bread budget on this? <laughs> Do you know? No. It was at East a million. <laughs> um, I would make a puzzle. They make puzzles from Star Wars? Mm-hmm. But I would make a puzzle of... Um, By the way, what an adorable word that is. What, puzzle? Yeah. I know, it's great. Uh, and I'd make a puzzle of like a significant part of this movie, which was the map to Luke. Yep. And it'd just be two pieces. <laughs> and one of the pieces doesn't show up until the end of your life. And like, it, the price tag would be uh, $75. <laughs> okay. So that's good. That's that. I just do a, yeah. Okay. So you're on an island like mm-hmm. Luke. And uh, you've been tasked with bringing one adorable thing home with you or something else. Right. You got a million things to pick from. <sighs> Millions. Like an item? Yeah. I mean, it's for your island. It's, it's 20. Do we miss years. one? Do we do? We well, did. We, there's no, oh, a tattoo. We didn't do a tattoo yet. Tattooing? Okay, so let's let's do the island, then we'll we'll take a tattoo out of it. If you don't want to do a tattoo, I, I We need to do a tattoo. What would I take from this? Would it would be funny if the only movie we don't do a tattoo for is Amelie. We should do Amelie. I can't wait to zoom in. Um, let me see here. What would I do? What would I take with me? There's so much great shit in this. Um, I've got, I'm going to go and tell you, I've got a, uh, you walk into my, you walk into my little chambers there, you see this weird table. Okay. And uh, I'm like, I, you know, I, I welcome you in and I have my my keys. Well, I don't know why I would need keys, but I have keys and I put them in this little ash pit that I have. Oh yeah. A little yeah. ash table. Yeah. Yeah. I got, I've got Kylo's ash table. Right, where he uh, he puts his helmet on. Like, yeah. he keeps his helmet on there. And an ash and ashes. Where, yeah. Do you think the ashes are... Vader? Yeah. No. Is it supposed to be something? It seems like it suggests that it might be Vader's ashes. That's fucking weird. Put his helmet there. I, I, I feel like it is. Like, what else... Why would you else would you put your helmet on ash? Why yeah. else would you leave a fucking mentor's fragments out in the open air in, on a spaceship? Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's on my island. It's got my keys in it. Fair enough. I'm glad you didn't take what I want. Okay. Projected Snoke. <laughs> That's who I'd I'd take on my island. Just that huge, um, rambling. Uh, did you think Snoke was a giant when you watched the movie? Of course. Okay. First time I did. Yeah. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Um, just like Snoke Falcon. I would take that projected Snoke. Um. It'd be like my nightlight <laughs> on the island. And it would just berate you to sleep? Make you feel bad about yourself? Yeah. Yeah. That wouldn't be so bad. Um, you know what's... There's no... That guy is all business when he's projected. He never, is. Never like the weather. No small talk, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, how about them... How about them, you know... They didn't change... The thing is that what I got mad about in the movie, they didn't change the setting. Because you can flip a switch where he does sing uh, bed bedtime songs. Yeah. Which, uh, that's how I fall asleep. And Good then, night, forest moon. And then if you twist it all the way to the right, it's white noise coming out of him. That's <laughs> what it sounds like. Shh. Yeah. Yeah. If they, would, if they had cut just a little bit earlier in that scene, mm-hmm. like Snoke's like, how about them Dantooine Wrathgars, huh? They came, they came through in the 15th quarter. 
And then, oh, Hux is here. All right, let's talk about the Jedi. <laughs> What's up with his face? Like, uh, I know people always want, he's a very mysterious figure. They want to know more about him. Yeah. Can't wait to find out. Yeah. But what do you think happened to his face? It's, it's like a vagina juvenation. He's just got like, you know, he he's just in the middle. He's like Lionel, Lionel Rich. He's like uh, Liza Minnelli's husband. So he's in the middle of some work, that's all. David Self? Jesus Christ. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I expect it at least. <laughs> Um, do you think he got a lightsaber to the to the jaw? Who knows, man? It feels like he did. We'll find out in the next one. Um, okay, so you got to get a tat. Yeah. So many choices. So many choices. Right. Damn. I'm trying to think where. I am. To get it in a good place too. It's Star Wars. So I have it someplace prominent so I can show off my fandom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe on my uh, my, my uh, outer thigh. <laughs> I get a back tat. Okay. He, all my my full back. Does two want to be working it? Huh? Oh, it's different. All right. <laughs> and it'd be the inside of the uh, you know the structure on star killer base the bad guy structure okay and then ray would be climbing climbing on it with those you know crazy little oval lights and stuff and then she's like she's always crawling around on that stuff yep um yeah i get that i think that was that was great she's all i mean she she's doing some serious climbing in there yeah and she's opening like uh Wall drawers, climbing in the wall drawers. Like she's in she's and out. One hundred and twenty-seven houring her ass off in this movie. She did. She did that. What's the guy that did a uh, uh, free solo? Free solo in this because she's not wearing any. Right. She's free soloing in this. She's free soloing. Mm-hmm. And one hundred twenty-seven hours, he loses his hand. I mean, we're Oof. themes. Yeah. yeah. What's the guy's name? Alex something. I don't remember. Yeah. Jedi. Yeah. Alex Jedi. But I would then put also right under her, Baby Yoda. That's so not. I would get my Baby Yoda. That's not from there. this though. You can't do that. I can do it, mm. and I did. I am going to have a tattoo of that bird thing that's pecking at the metal early on. He's like a <laughs> on on Jakku. the metal pecker. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'd have him, and I would have him. Um, I'd have him like an like a spread eagle. Well, I mean that's not that's fine because he's a bird, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. I was. I went. I went. My mind went dirty and then went. Wait, that's yeah. a bird. He can be. Yeah. Uh, but he'd be. But he'd be spread eagle and spread eagle because then. Because <laughs> then it. Yeah. He he looked like a patriotic thing, but it'd be that bird pecking metal. Hmm. Yeah. I should have it. Yeah, I have it on my outer thigh. Yeah. And there's a little thing coming out of him. <laughs> Two hours of gold, fucks. I hope you do edit it. I said some dumb shit. <laughs> <laughs>